Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Well, I have to tell you, I'm having way too much fun this week. Uh, yesterday, we had a real barn burner of a discussion with uh, with Michael Volpe, who uh, I guess Pianchi and Josie and I disagree with incredibly. That was a kick. This morning, we got lots of folks. We got Bill, we got Wendy, we got Bonnie, and then I have no idea what's going to happen. So let's get to the FECU report right away. Hold Action Radio presents the Fecky Report. Good morning, Action Radio Land. Greg Stupendous. Penglis, how are you? I <laughs> it's so good to have you back. I'm really happy that you're, you're back on the show here because this is fun. I missed all our, our great chats and banter. I'm having a great time. Like I said yesterday, I don't know if you had a chance to hear the discussion, but uh, uh, Michael was advocating for keeping millions of illegal aliens here because the kids are already here. I mean, it was a nonsensical argument, but it was really fun. Uh, today's title of the show, Conservatives are Weenie Baby Butt Wipes. Let me try that again. Conservatives are Weenie Baby Butt Wipes <laughs> who won't fight back. Well, if you want to, if you want to join in on that theme, uh, feel free. But uh, it used to be Weenie Baby Nose Wipes, but I thought that was too mild. That was what I wrote back in my book, The Complete Guide Flight to Flight Instruction, 30 years ago. Now they're Weenie Baby Butt Wipes. That's <laughs> my new term for conservatives. So they get their act together. What do you think? Well, I mean, well, they really are, and you really can't call them conservatives if they're going to be weak. Uh, conservatives are naturally strong. Uh, I, I, I don't like using the word conservative when it's really just Republicans. Ooh, good so, point. That, okay. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I want to start off the show by uh, using our uh, our tax dollars are being misused once again. I know it's hard to believe. I'm uh, shocked. The army, yeah, the army this time has come out with a new tactical bra. A tactical what? Bra. B R A. Bra. Oh, bra. I didn't, I didn't understand what you said. I mean, maybe because I, I don't think of like a bra as a weapon system. Of course, it depends on who's wearing it. But, uh... <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, so, about the so they have created – yeah, so they've <laughs> used our tax dollars to create a high-tech bra mm. um, that is supposed to be a little bit less, uh, you know, um, moisture-resistant, you know, kind of gets rid of the sweat right away and – all this fun stuff. Of course, this is they didn't important. ask the women in the they didn't ask the women in the army if they wanted it. Uh, they just assumed that they wanted it. And of course, I don't think know, women in the army actually wore bras. I mean, do they need them? I mean, you know, these these are tough women. Well, I mean, that's that's basically what the women are saying is that you know this is not you know bras are not a one size fit all. Mm. Um, so they they'd rather go out and buy their own than have the army supply them with something that's going to be probably very uncomfortable huh are they camouflaged so they can go topless or, bra- or shirtless i mean i just wondering they'll kind of defeat the purpose wouldn't it considering that you'd be able to see the skin oh that's true yeah you're always complicating things well don't they have camo for that too so you could have your your camo bra with your uh you know that stuff that the marines put on their faces so they can hide in bushes 
Yeah, yeah, but once again, I mean, aren't you kind of just, isn't that just kind of overkill? You're going to take yeah, your camouflage shirt. shirt off to put camouflage yeah. paint on? Mm. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't really thought this through. I'm just making this up as I go along. Do they have uh, yeah, high-tech no drop straps for the guys yet? I mean, I mean, let's, let's be fair here. Well, honestly, I mean, I think the guys probably need it a little bit more than the women do as far as... Uh, what, what, bras? Probably. Um, <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I've been fighting this nasty cold this past week, so I'm a little bit congested. So, oh, vitamin C. Uh, you may hear me coughing. I, I, I take it all, trust me. Vitamin oh, okay. D, vitamin C, zinc, and I take it all. So, uh, but you know, I think it's good for know, testosterone. Don't... I don't know how that helps your cold, but what, who the hell cares if it helps your testosterone, right? <laughs> so, I'm in a weird yeah, mood today. Gu- Can you tell? I'm in a weird mood yeah, today. Yeah, I can <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, our, our, you know, the world has gone weird, so you might as well adjust with it. You know, oh, yeah. It's kind yeah, of how I look crazy. at it. And, uh, Everything's backwards. Yeah, I, but I do want to start off with, you know, mm-hmm. our government is definitely, are definitely reading the book, How to Distract People for, dum- uh, for Dummies. Yeah, I mean, okay. just, you know, those little yellow and black books, you know, you know Computers for Dummies. Now we got. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking the Mao's little red yeah. book, but that's that's more like the yeah. the, the GOP operating <laughs> manual right now. Yeah. Exactly. So no, we no we got the how to distract people from what's really happening for dummies. Mm-hmm. They're just rehashing old talking points, or they're rehashing old ideas. Uh, back mm-hmm. in the '90s, when Clinton was about to get impeached, you know, uh, mysteriously the Oklahoma City bombing occurred, and everyone mm-hmm. forgot about it. Uh, hmm. The Pentagon lost. Pentagon lost a bunch of money. Nine Eleven happened. Um, you know, now this time, robbery scandals come out, the, and uh, you know, and all of a sudden we've got a submarine that we don't hear about for five days that has already been blown up inside or imploded. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, and, yeah. and then uh, once again, a, a leak, a leak tape, uh, a leak Trump tape. Um, you know, just to distract people once again from what's really happening. Um, it, it's just it's just old things hashed, rehashed over and over again. Well, we have to people works. buy it over and over. It works. And it just That's makes sick. Yeah, it's like accusing uh, you know a Christian white dude of being a racist. You know, until Christian white dudes say, "Screw you, you're the racist for bringing up the subject." You know, until that happens, or say, "Prove it." Go ahead, prove it. You know, I mean, I, I've had racist, I've had racists call the show and accuse me of racism. It's hysterical. God help them, because they have no idea what they're in for. But until, you know, but people, people fall for this crap all the time. Well, here's a serious question, though. I'm thinking of this for a bit. This whole idea of, of uh, impeaching, you know, various uh, administration officials, you know, Mayorkas and uh, uh, Garland and some of these other folks, that's really not the problem. Because that's, that, to me, is a distraction. I mean, people think they're fighting back, right? Well, that's not really fighting back because these people are all in office illegally. You know, and so they're not dealing with the real problem. The real problem was the 2020 election was stolen, and everybody serving under the so-called you know, title of Biden administration is a criminal because they know the election was stolen. So you don't impeach criminals. You, you arrest them. You prosecute them. You throw them in jail. You impeach people who are legally in office for being bad at it, you know, for being stupid, negligent, you know, and things like that. And they may do criminal things, but you don't impeach them for that. You impeach people for, for bad behavior, like, like Supreme Court judges. But for people that have actually stolen the government, you arrest them for insurrection, treason, you know, coup d'etat, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what the exact charge is. There are probably several. But the, the fact that they're, they're dealing with impeachment 
and saying, look at us, we're tough. We're, we're thinking of holding an impeachment vote. First of all, you know it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. It's like voting against Obamacare when you know it's going to get vetoed. They, only, they, never, passed, they never voted against Obamacare when it could have been passed. Same thing. I think it's a distraction. You know, this whole impeachment thing of these so-called officials is a distraction. The real issue is whether they're going to arrest these people for stealing the government. And I don't see anything happening on that. No, they won't. But, you know, the question I would have is, okay, so why is the Republicans – what are they distracting from is the, is the question at this point. If they are talking impeachment, what are they – what's the big distraction that they're trying to mm-hmm. hide from us? Is it Are we going back to the whole Epstein thing again? Because that seems to be kind of rearing its head back up again this week with a mysterious phone call that Jeffrey Epstein was able to make. Uh, unsupervised uh, the night that he mysteriously uh, got killed. What did he say? What did he say in the phone call? Do we have a transcript of it? No. First I heard uh, it. It, it was, yeah, so um, he made a phone call. So, uh, some of the officials are saying that it was made to his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hi, Mom. Uh, Are you going to kill me tonight? The... I mean, uh, what, what did he say? <laughs> Get me out of here? Well, that. Well, I, I have a feeling that's what it might have been. It's like, Mom, I know I'm dying tonight. You know, I love you. Stay strong or whatever. Yeah. You know, you, you would say Sorry, in that I had situation. had sex with all the underage girls. You know, just hope you can forgive yeah. me. You know? <laughs> I mean, exactly. What, what, is it, what is Epstein saying his way out, you know? Um, yeah, you know, I, hey, I don't know. Great, but you know, It was but a great I, ride, but now it's over. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, I, yeah but, please. But, you know, but, but for someone in his position to be able to make it um, – unsupervised phone call is just kind of questionable to begin with. Everything's questionable um, about this. The whole thing's questionable. Well, it is. And it, it, so is the distraction of the impeachment because this Epstein thing actually might have some, finally get some legs going, I guess. And, well, you know, well, and, you know who would investigate it? First of all, the, the main culprit is Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew, as far as I know. Those are the two biggies. Yes. Prince Andrew is going to be protected by King Charles. Um, and well, Obama's going to Obama's going to protect Bill Clinton, so it's not going anywhere. Obama's running the government right now. Yeah. We know that. So, so what's hey, the point of impeaching? Or could, what's that? Yeah. Go ahead. I said Bill Gates is controlling the whole internet, and he's he's neck deep in this also. Yeah. What is it about the the, the rich and powerful that they feel it's okay to molest you know underage girls or children? for that matter. I'm sure they get their underage boys too. I don't know what these people do, but what kind of wacko, what kind of psychologically, you know, uh, what kind of, what kind of barrier do they cross? They think once they make X billion dollars, all of a sudden they can do anything they want. The law doesn't apply to them. And these little gods, and they think that uh, they want eternal life. You know, they want to be, they want to be around forever, which you can't do. Sorry guys. I don't care how much money you have. You ain't, you ain't lasting forever. Nobody does, you know? So, so do what you can. That's good. And people will remember you, you know, do what they do, and they're going to be forever condemned. But they don't see that. They, they think that somehow the they people will remember that threshold. <laughs> well, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what is the threshold of, of immortality? Uh, um, what is the word I'm trying to think of? You know, pursuit. So at what point do these people think they're too valuable to die? How many billion? One billion? Well, five billion? Ten billion? I mean, where, where does it start? Going back to even medieval times and even probably even before that, you had mm-hmm. queens that used to drink the blood of their young maids, um, thinking that that would give them internal use. Just um, like adrenochrome. Have you heard the adrenochrome thing? They take the adrenaline of, of, of young people. I don't know how much truth there is to it. Right. Josie talks about it all the time. Um, but, yeah, it's the same idea. It, well, that goes back to ancient rituals of, of cannibalism. You know, If you drink the blood of your enemy, you'll gain their courage. Well, that's an interesting thought. Correct. Hmm. 
Well, I guess if you are drinking their blood, you you get the courage automatically because you're drinking it. <laughs> you had the courage to drink it to begin with. That's that's brave <laughs> enough. Yeah, considering bloodborne diseases, that's kind of stupid, right? You know. So here, have some yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's uh, more symbolic, I think, at that point, uh, drinking someone else's blood for courage. But mm-hmm. you know, but you know, you got that internal youth. You, you know, always stealing the youth in order to prolong your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the same sort of thing where instead they're having sex with the, these girls uh, and boys, most likely boys too, and as a way of, um, you know, keeping their youth or trying to keep their, you know. But these are underage. We're not talking about like 25-year-old young women. You know, I would understand that. Um, I mean, I understand 25-year-old women for doing it, but uh, unless they, you know, they're going to get billions out of it. And like the 25-year-olds that marry 90-year-old guys, you know, knowing they're going to kick off, you know, sometime soon. Um, I mean, that's just that's just devious, but it's not illegal. Um, but these we're talking underage. What is this fascination with underage young girls? This is the thing I don't understand. We know it's criminal. They know it's criminal. They think they can do it anyway. Why? It, well, I mean, it, it, well, it's the same thing as you know when you're 16 years old sneaking cigarettes um, or sneaking a drink because you know you're not huh. supposed to. So, you know, when you are rich and powerful and you could have anything you want at any time you want, huh. you know, you want the one thing that you can't have, you know, because you, you get that power mind, you know, like you said, rich and powerful. You get that okay. powerful mindset that you are invincible and that yeah. you you should be able to have whatever you want. And it, it's a disease. I mean, it's a sick disease yeah. uh, when you start talking about, you know, thinking that you could have whatever you want and you're above the law. Um, it, it is. That actually makes sense. Disease. That makes a lot of yeah. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you remember the movie uh, The Stepford Wives, the original one, not the not the made up later one uh, with uh, I, I never uh, Nicole that. Kidman? No. Oh, you got to see the original. Okay, so I don't. I, I hope I'm not giving away. Spoiler alert. This won't ruin the. Well, this kind of. You know, anyway, so so. Um, it was, it's not Peter Lawford. It's another guy. I've forgotten who it is. It's one of the actors. Um, and I won't say the plot or what they do exactly, but they do some really horrible stuff. And they, they basically uh, – okay, I'll give a little bit of a way because it's been around for decades. They take uh, you know, human women and, and make them into robots, uh, and they change them around. And the one question – and uh, one of my favorite actresses of all time, uh, Catherine oh, – what's your last name? From, from uh, Remember the Graduate? Her, Catherine something. Not I forgot. And, uh, Catherine, no, no, no. Um, yeah, no. I could picture her. I, I yeah, her uh, from uh, Butch Cassidy. Yeah. And the Sundance Kid, same way. Anyway, so she's one of the, one of the last surviving women that, that before she gets you know changed into a robot. And she asks this guy, why are you doing this? This horrible, nasty, disgusting thing. And he says, because we can. And I always remember that line. Well, and that's what it is. Catherine Ross. Catherine Ross, thank you very much. Yeah, one of, one of my uh, hot throbs when I was like 15 years old, when she was like totally hot. I think she's older yeah. now. <laughs> anyway, but uh, oh yeah, Catherine Ross. One of my, one of my, <laughs> sorry, Catherine, couldn't remember your last name. I guess it's, you've faded from my memory. I'm over 15 now. But yeah, but that's the thing. It's because we can. You know, it's like why did they steal the election? Because they can. You know, these people have no. They've lost all sense of humanity. They've lost any sense of morals. They've lost any respect for anybody but themselves. It's a complete breakdown uh, of integrity, of humanity, of everything to be able to do things. And the logic is because we can. It's like Jurassic Park. You know, remember Jeff Goldblum? I'm quoting movies like crazy today. Yeah. You know, he says, he, he says you, you know, to Richard Attenborough, you know, you, you, you never asked if, if you should. You only asked if you could. 
course, the answer is, right. yeah, we did. <laughs> but this is this is a mindset, yeah. right? And this is what it seems like. Well, it is. And, and I want to go um, – the second part of our conversation today is a good segue from what you just said about being able to steal elections. Mm-hmm. Is the elections, um, even on the Republican side, that we have to start looking at? Um, and we have to start questioning at this point, why are all these people jumping into the race at this point mm. in time? Because mm-hmm. they're not going to win. I mean, we, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. we have two more people who have joined the race this week that nobody knows. Nobody even I didn't, knows. I didn't know who they who, who joined? Um. Well, you have uh, was was it the governor of North Dakota or a congressman? I I don't even know. <laughs> it's a congressman in North Dakota or the governor of North Dakota or former. Well, governor. yeah, because South Dakota it's, is Christy Nome. She's really good, but nobody knows yeah. the governor of North Dakota. Nobody cares. Exactly. They, they haven't and, done and anything. And then you have a then you have a congressman <laughs> from Virginia, I believe it was, hmm. that jumped in. So, why are all them? these people? Well, exactly them? my point. Who's yeah. funding them, and why is Ron DeSantis still in this race? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Well, we remember we talked about we we thought we actually gave Ron DeSantis a lot more credit than we should have. Where we actually said he's he's smart enough to know that he should not enter this race. It would ruin him for for 2024 because yeah. Trump's going to crush him, and it would ruin him for 2028 because all the all the, the real Republicans mm-hmm. will hate him. Right? We like he's not that yeah. stupid. He couldn't be that stupid. Guess what? He's that stupid. <laughs> so there he is. Okay, well. I'm, Okay, so so this is where I'm going with this whole thing, and I okay. I heard this theory come come up this week, and it, it got me thinking. You know, you know, it, it, the elite has is just not even thinking about hiding anymore. The, you know, the elite, <laughs> the swamp, they're just right. they're just coming out and just telling you the way things are going to be from now on, and you know, and you're going to take it whether you want to or not. Does he know yeah, something that we don't know? Bend over here, it comes yeah. again. Remember Ken Hamblin? Exactly. Bohica, man. Yep. One, of, one of my good friends, Ken Hamblin, the Black it. Avenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bohica, yeah. Bend over, here it comes so, again. <laughs> so so, so does he know, yeah. does he know uh-huh. something we don't? Because obviously he's part of the swamp. He always has. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, does he know something that we don't know about the Republican election? Okay, well, never underestimate the stupidity of Republicans or any politician, for that matter. It really depends on who's paying them to be there, because the really powerful mm-hmm. people don't want to run. They don't want the exposure. They don't want to have to answer questions. They want to be able to do things in secret, like go to Epstein's Island and you know, have sex with little girls. You know? So these are really sick people. So then the question is, you know, what, uh, you know, why are they pushing these other people? And it used to be, remember uh, the way the deep state used to work elections, they would have one moderate, Mitt Romney or John McCain, who they said was the only person who could win, who we knew wasn't going to win because they were moderate. The GOP was not going to elect, yep. the, the membership was not going to elect a moderate. And they had all conservatives try to kill each other. And so you had about 20 conservatives beating each other up, splitting the vote um, so that the moderate, and that was by design, so that uh, John McCain and Mitt Romney would be the only one left standing after all the conservatives tried to kill each other. Now they seem to have reversed right. that. They've got the one conservative, the one people we all love, Donald Trump, and they've got all the, the moderates trying to kill each other, which is actually kind of funny. So they've either completely screwed up or there's something, again, that we don't know. So what, what do you think we know? What, what are the possibilities here for doing this? What possible logic? And don't, don't discount the fact that they might be just completely stupid, uh, have totally mis, misjudged the electorate because they believe their own propaganda. Okay, but so... that's not usually the case. Devious usually wins over stupidity. So, so why? Give me a why. Okay, so one theory is is that they needed more – since DeSantis cannot articulate a sentence correctly to save his mm-hmm. life, 
um, they had to put more people on stage to articulate for him how bad president. Yeah, but that was um, the vote, though. And, so that that, that, would, that would spread the vote out. Why would they do that? Yeah, but they're they're but it, it, you know it's they can do that in a way to make you know to try to help DeSantis and kind of parrot DeSantis's thoughts and kind of go against Trump at the same time and. You know, it's the uh, tell a lie long enough people will believe it mentality. So if there's 10 people mm. on stage saying how bad President Trump is, will that be enough to get people to say, oh, okay, President Trump's bad? Uh, no, I think he's the uh, exception to every single rule, and he always has been the exception to every single rule. Um, but, you know, that's a question well, that's not, I've been thinking of. You know, Second of well, all, do they, okay, do they, do they, you know, are they just getting involved because they aren't? Because they honestly think Trump is going to jail, and they just want to be the ones to step in line next. That could be. Uh, that's that's very possible. Yeah. But that, that again, that's believing their own propaganda. Trump's not going to jail. The, tra- the charges are bogus. Correct. See, I, see, I think the Democrats—they're not doing this to put Trump in jail. They're doing this to to distract, to cost him money, to cost him time, and take him away from the campaign. Yep. But what they don't understand, what these people, because they believe their own propaganda, they think everybody helps, tr- hates Trump as much as they do. I would guess that the typical Republican voter has made a decision. It's a yes or no question. Do you want Trump or not? And once they say they want Trump, it doesn't matter who else is in the race because they're going to vote for Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump. Okay, I made that decision Correct. long ago. In fact, I'm trying to get our, our show here involved with the Trump campaign because we've got the best legislation in the country right now and have had for yep. years. Okay? So we know we're on the right track. We know those that once people find out about what we do, they love it. Okay? Our problem is getting out because we're so censored by big tech. So that's not an issue. So most Republican voters are saying either I want Trump or I don't want Trump. It's only if they say I don't want Trump which is a small minority of the Republican Party, obviously, by the polls, then they're saying, okay, well, who else do I want? So they have to make the decision first to not want Trump before they're looking at any of these other people. And that's why they're not doing well, because most people are well, deciding and, and rightly at, to vote for and, Trump. Uh, you know, outside of Larry Elder and Ron DeSantis, all the people mm-hmm. running, I believe, are from the Northeast, which – you know, oh, take, you know, which are basically which are basically liberals, and I just remember this: the congressman from Massachusetts. Um, that, that's who just entered the that's who just entered the race. So that well, kind of the Republicans right and Democrats. <laughs> Massachusetts exactly. is so liberal; even the Republicans are Democrats up there. So you know, there's like that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So 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 you know, that in itself, right there, kind of mm-hmm. tells you what is happening, and mm-hmm. I, I do believe that this is a calculated attack. Um, the only reason why I see DeSantis staying in the race is because he seems to think that probably Trump is probably going to get arrested. And um, also, um, you know, but why would he want the that? Question I, Go ahead. What's your question? Yeah. So the question I have is that you know, just because Trump's arrested, he could stay on the ballot. So what what happens if he does win? Oh, if he gets arrested, his poll numbers will go up. He'll actually be increased. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to make the GOP. That's what I'm matter. saying. Yeah, it's going to make sure he could be able to run the White House from jail. (laughs) Sure, why not? There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't run from jail. Uh, Remember, uh, there's a Boston mayor, James Michael Curley, who was famous in Boston political history. And I grew up, uh, I spent my my formative years when I got to the United States in New England. James Michael Curley ran for mayor of Boston from jail, won from jail, and I think served part of his term from jail very well. He was extremely popular. So, you know, it's this awesome. is, you know, so it's, it's, it, he says it's a badge of honor. He's like, go ahead. I dare you to arrest me. It's like calling me a racist on my show. It, God help you when you do that, because you're only going to bring yourself, you know, grief. 
as as yep. uh, you know as Warren from uh, you know Wake Up New Orleans and Black Lives Matter found out several times, you know, uh, the, the few mm-hmm. times he's been on or on live chat. And I don't mind being, you know, I see, I don't care about that because I know it's a meaningless, stupid charge, right? Especially when I'm the only white right. guy on the show and somebody accuses me of being racist. I mean, that's just funny. Anyway, but, but the point is that this is, this is so, how much do they believe in their own propaganda? How much is it wishful thinking, you know, especially the Northeast, which considers itself, you know, the only part of the United States, to so the Northeast, everybody else is flyover country. Except maybe yeah. L.A. <laughs> that's about it. So there's like the Northeast is L.A. and occasionally and there's Miami when you get old enough. You know, that's about it. Uh, the rest of the United States doesn't count. They don't understand. And, and, and this, is, this is where the separation is. So you take Northeastern liberals. But, what, of course, there's part of New England that they've forgotten. They forgot New Hampshire. They forgot, you know, part of Vermont. Vermont's an interesting state, actually, because they've had uh, constitutional carry always. They never had any gun control restrictions. You could always carry a gun openly or concealed in Vermont. How do the gun controllers explain it? Well, it's all white people. It's a homogeneous population. They don't say white people. They say yes. it's a homogeneous population, right? Which is yes. code for, well, they're all white people, which proves that white people are less violent. <laughs> okay. So now you prove our point. <laughs> all right. So, now, so, now, so, now, so why not? So, so, so how about just have, you know, I mean, anyway, the point is, if you watch these people, they trip themselves up all the time. So Ron DeSantis. Now, didn't uh, Pianchi told me something between shows about he, he just – I know he signed a new E-Verify bill, but I know it's not that powerful. It's not as strong as it could have been. It's not the one like the ones we write. Jen, have you heard anything on that? Yeah. Well, let, let, I'm just going to put it this way. Everything Ron DeSantis has pushed publicly for the last year is being reversed in the courts right now. Um, so basically everything that we thought he, how strong he was, was actually pretty weak. Um, you know, he was pushing, uh, to have, um, the, I can't remember these bills. This sinus cold has got me all cloudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the one bill where he wanted to, uh, transporting, uh, illegals across state lines, uh, the person driving would be arrested, um, that has already back, been backed off on. Uh, there was another bill that came out this past week, and I can't remember what it was. That got reversed in the courts. Uh, this E-Verify thing was um, more symbolic than anything else. Um, it's just, you know, he, he's all talk and really just very election, little action. It's election stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. The courts. Well, maybe and, the and, courts and are at fault. But it's, but it's just not him. It's just not him, um, though. It's the, it's the how the House and the Senate in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. they're all Bush people, which makes them very moderate to begin with, and uh, right. definitely rhinos to begin with. And mm-hmm. they put these, and they don't write strong bills because the South Florida Republicans are so afraid of their district turning blue that they go ahead and they they they're very soft Republicans. Um, yeah, but what you're afraid of and, is what you get. You know, if you bring energy yeah. to that, I mean, this is, this, you know, if you're afraid of acting tough, uh, then you're going to be voted out because you didn't act tough. I mean, don't they understand this? I mean, they're, they're causing their own no, defeat. They by don't. Doing this. Oh, okay. They, they don't That's understand it. They never have understood it. And huh. we even see this here in Escambia County, which is, you know, President Trump got 73 percent of the vote in 2016 and he got. 68 or 67 percent in 2020 um Mm. and and you know it's just you got soft republicans now and especially down here in the south where people who claim that the republicans used to be uh registered democrats back in the day 
Hmm. Um, and so you really don't have full-blown conservatives in this area like they claim to be. Um, and that's something that's always been the case. Um, and it's just – it's. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they appeal? Uh, why don't they try and convert the Democrats into Republicans? You know, I mean, uh, you can't do that for the, the real true believers. I mean, the, the ideological Marxists, you can't do that. But they, they never they never reach out and say, look, you know, you may be a Democrat, but let's talk. Let's talk about what we think is a better way. What we think is the the the, the more American system of independence, individual rights, and things like that. You guys can prosper if you simply you know go with this program. This program actually works. But they never do that. They always try to, to, uh, to be more like Democrats to get Democrat votes rather than saying, look, this is a better way. Why do people come to this country? You know, well, not so much now. Now they come for, for you know, money that, that Brandon will give them. But people used Maybe. to come here, like yeah. my family. My parents came here you know, to actually not to have a better life, but to make a better life. So that's the difference. Correct. They came here for freedom, for freedoms that they couldn't have, even in Canada and Australia, which are more restrictive. You know, and they're not that restrictive compared to a lot of places, but most people come here. Uh, in fact, I have a new friend uh, from uh, China who grew up under, under the, uh, uh, the Cultural Revolution of Mao. You know, and I hope to get her on the show. But we're talking, look, look at Josie. He came from communism in Nicaragua. People come here because of the freedom. And when we stopped being free, the people that came here came here for money. They came for other reasons. Yep. But the Republicans never give people enough credit that maybe they can change their mind. Maybe if they left New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts, maybe they came here for a reason. And maybe they're not going to necessarily you know, bring all their socialism with them. Or if they do, maybe we can make it really unpopular to talk like that or do that. So you're in Florida now. The reason Florida is great is because Florida is more free than the place you left. So rather than bring your home with you, why don't you embrace what we have here first and let's take a look at it. And then if you decide, you want to be socialist, we'll work against you. And that's okay. You know, we think, we think our ideas are better. But they never actually go out and, and talk to those folks like, uh, like Trump does. And there's another reason Trump's popular. I bet you Trump talks to Democrats all the time, he, which I'm sure he did in New York. When he talked about America mm-hmm. first and uh, his policy in China, things like that. But I will do that too. I mean, any Democrats, welcome to call this show. Remember Rebecca Jones when she ran against uh, uh, Matt Gates? Yeah. I tried for months wow. to get her on the show. You know, not to humiliate her, not to embarrass her, not to do anything. I just wanted to hear her view. Yeah, I'm going to challenge it, of course, you know, but I mean, I, I try and reach out to, to Democrats and folks all the time to have reasonable, rational discussions. Yeah, you don't hear, you know, that's what I loved about Tim Scott going on The View. Tim Scott, you know, stood huh. up and, and told them that how they are wrong. Yeah. And you had a bunch of white people telling Tim Scott you don't racist. understand. You're black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that actually, okay, now there's, a, there's, a special, there's a special niche being carved out by, by black conservatives, or should I say niche and be you know, really correct. Yeah, black conservatives are, are, are in right now. Uh, Robinson, remember, uh, it was his name? it's not Will Robinson, that's lost in space. The, Mark Robinson, lieutenant governor in one of those states, he makes one speech at a, at a, um, at a school meeting saying, you always blame the gun owners first. I'm an American citizen. He gets on like that. I can Wendy the lines. We're going to go quickly here. But, uh, but black yeah. conservatives are, are in right now. It's, it's like, you know, popular and hot to be a black conservative. So, uh, uh, whereas it used to be demonized. So now black conservatives, this is why Byron Donalds is so popular. It's almost an advantage now to be a black conservative because everybody says, look, we've got black conservatives. See, we're, you know, we're better than you are, the Democrats. It's really kind of funny what's happening. Let me get your view on that. We'll get it that. is, but, you know, but unfortunately, yeah, I know Wendy's online. I'm going to wrap it up right now. Unfortunately okay. for Tim Scott and Larry Elder, it's not really working. Of course, he's got, they got a lot more going against them 
as far as their competition goes. But, you know, I've always loved Tim Scott. I, I like Larry Elder. And I always said that if Tim Scott ran for president, I'd vote for him. But sorry, Tim, I can't do it this time. I'm very lucky to win 28. <laughs> but uh, you have well, actually, I've already my picked. dollar for today. Yeah, I want Robert Kennedy for 2028 and Trump for 2024. And we can talk about that next week. Oh, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that be interesting? So I'm going to go yeah. Earn, yeah, I'm going to go earn my dollar for today and have a good rest of the show. Okay. Oh, one last thing before you go. Uh, if you want to read uh, the Declaration of Independence Tuesday, let me know because I'm, I'm getting our, our regular folks to do that. And uh, Oh, he's already gone. I'll tell him later. Let's get to do I knew I forgot I was going to forget to do that. Let's get to Wendy. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. You know, I was just thinking we need like one of those valley girl voices to go, oh my God, you know, and somewhere in the theme, but we'll work on that. Good morning, Wendy. <laughs> Good oh my morning. God, it's the Oh My God Report. Like totally, for sure. <laughs> and then we went surfing oh, and we got pizza and it was really fun. And now we're going to do the California God Report. Yeah, God's on a mountaintop. He's up there, you know, with beads and crystals and it's really cool. Yeah. Gnarly, <laughs> dude. Yeah, totally gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today. Can you tell? I must have got sleep last night or something. I, I, whatever. I, it's like I'm, I'm on an adrenaline, you know, primer or something. I think it's the vitamin D. I think it's working. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, so you're the first person signed have, up to read the Declaration of Independence. I forgot to tell Bill about that, but uh, I'll see if I can get. Do you have two women signed up for that? For those folks that don't know, we read the Declaration of Independence, starting with Greg, the Declaration of Independence on July 4th. And we do live shows, and uh, it's really cool. And so Wendy was the first to sign up, but it's mostly women. I think uh, Pianchi's the only dude that signed up to do it. So what's going on? How come we got such patriotic women and the guys are like wimping out? What's going on, Wendy? Um, I can't speak for anybody else. Sorry. <laughs> well, we need to. Well, I want to ask you this for next week or, or one week. We need to do what the what the script what scripture says about manhood. You know, and is this is there something that's, that's missing? What what are what are men supposed to be? You know, according to God and and and, and scripture. I'm curious now that I think about it. I never thought about that till literally this second. Well, actually, we're going to be touching on some of that today. Oh, let's let's touch uh, because. Yes, that doesn't I mean, sound right, does it? Perfect segue. Sorry, that doesn't sound right. Uh, just, let me rephrase. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here, here's the thing. Um, we're going to, to because this we, we're coming up on July 4th, which is all about you know celebrating our freedom uh, from right. Britain and uh, such things. And so I, I was asking the Lord, and He just kind of just really almost. Um, I know it's, it kind of sounds weird to say that he spoke loudly this morning, but um, he you know, sometimes, you? you know. Oh, Wendy. No, he, no, he Wendy. doesn't yell. He, doesn't yell. <laughs> he never yells, but, you know, sometimes true, he's, yeah. he's much more forceful when he speaks to me than others. And this huh. morning it was, it was very forceful. It was freedom because that's, that is really important to God. And he wants all of his people free worldwide everybody to be free um and we honestly have no concept of what that really is we we know what we've been taught it is but we have no idea god's sense of freedom 
So um, it's it's really it's much different. It's vastly different than what um, we think it is in a patriotic term because we we kind of put that in a patriotic box. Uh, the word freedom huh. and the concept of that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about today about what freedom really is because it's it's a two-sided thing. It's a double-edged sword. You cannot have freedom without responsibility. And everybody today, uh, not everybody, but a a vast majority of uh, left-thinking people today want freedom without responsibility. Um, And there's no such thing. Is that freedom? No, it's not. Wanna, no, it's actually know, slavery in reverse. Because the, the the UN Declaration of Human Rights, which are not human rights at all, it's basically you know world government slavery, talks about every time they have a right, they talk, they they include a responsibility. You have the right of free speech as long as you don't offend anybody, you know, or or, or provide you know disinformation yeah. or whatever they say about the old term. So in other words, every right is controlled by government. Everything there is no right. There's only the privilege they give you, and they call it a right. So I want to be really careful. So when you say responsibility, that is different terms. In terms of the, the, the godless UN Declaration of Human Rights, it's used as a way to exploit people to tell them they have something that they don't have. Because they never say you have an you know, well, a, unalienable right to well, this. They're using that by to God. set themselves up as God. Period. Oh, okay. I mean, do you, yeah. the UN wants to be God. They are, they're, it's their right and your responsibility to yeah. them. That's what they're setting yep. up. But neither here nor there. I don't care about the UN. You know, I, I, I have wiped the dust off my feet from them years ago. Um, so what I want to talk about is the two um, sides of responsibility of, in freedom. And so freedom from what and freedom into what. That's okay. what I want to touch on today. Mm. So um, when God talks about freedom, um, it's not about geographical things. Um, it's about you and your spirit man. And once your spirit man is free, what you do on the outside changes. So hmm. let's talk about that. Okay. So he wants freedom from what? He wants you free from sin and bondage and spiritual death first off, because if that isn't taken care of, nothing else matters. Uh, you will still die in your sin and still be in bondage and will pay for that for eternity. Who wants to do that? God doesn't want that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why yeah. Jesus came. That's why, why the blood is so important. The blood is why I think we're through all this, folks. So. You know, it's like, uh, well, did, you, did, you, did, you miss, did you miss the Bible? Did you miss Christianity? Did you miss the whole thing? Where have you all been? You know, yeah. So, yeah. so when you are free from sin and the debt mm-hmm. that you owe for that, mm-hmm. and you accept that Jesus paid your debt for you, um, mm-hmm. then you that's freedom right there within itself, and that covers just about every other – no, it does cover every other area of your life. So mm-hmm. what are you free from then? And once you're free from the debt of sin mm-hmm. you know, that you owe that Jesus paid for you, what are you free from? You're free from worry and anxiety and depression, fear and timidity, which gets back to the man thing. We'll cover in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, self, um, the not uh, 
the 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 bondage part of self, which is the, the constant introspection, and I have to you know look at myself and and you know what can I change, what can I do, and, and you know why am I like this, blah 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 blah, um, and selfish ambition, because uh, ambition is good, but selfish ambition is not. Mm-hmm. Pride, arrogance, gossip. Believe it or not, that makes the top seven list that God you know listed in in Proverbs on things that He hates. People think it's it's like major other things, but nobody ever considers gossip as something that God hates, but he does. Hmm. Because it, it Are kills. these the seven deadly sins? Um, that sounds familiar. Pride, avarice, gluttony. Or is that different? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, part of that, but that's man's list. Um, okay. Uh, right. Actually, it's the, the Roman Catholic list, but okay. Um, oh, greed. another show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sickness and disease, he wants mm-hmm. you free of those. Addictions, lust and sexual perversions. Uh, gluttony, that's a big one that nobody ever talks about. Covetousness and oppression. Yes. Okay, uh, oppression and possession of demonic spirits. And you know, that's, that's just some of the stuff he wants you free from. He wants mm-hmm. you free in absolutely every area of your life. And, um, you know, you can go to all these 12-step programs and whatever, you know, like for your, your addictions and whatnot, but uh, whatever it is that you, you can't seem to get a handle on. But one, the thing that they have in common is they, they name you by your sin, by your bondage. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm an alcoholic. And they tell you you will always be an alcoholic. That's not freedom. Yeah. That is not freedom. That is keeping you in the bondage, saying you constantly have to have our help to, to get you through. No. Membership dues. You need God to deliver yeah. you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's, that's part of the freedom. Is you, he calls you by your name, not by your sin. So you know, remember that. The world will, call you, will name you and, and trap you into the bondage that you're in and call mm-hmm. you, oh, he's an alcoholic, he, he, he's a drunkard, he's, he's, he's a, a liar, he's a thief, he's a he's whatever. Mm-hmm. But God calls you by your name and says, I can deliver you from that. Hmm. So, so the, the one side of freedom is, is coming out of slavery. So what are you going into then? Once you're free of those things, then, then what do you go into and what are you walking in then? What does true freedom according to God look like? Salvation is the first thing, mm-hmm. if, if you're willing to take it. It's never forced on anyone. God's a gentleman, and he will never force you to do anything. I don't care what they – God does not force you to do anything. He will provide you with a choice, and then it's up to you what you do with the choices because yeah. that's free will. And if he forced anybody to make a decision, then there is no free will, and he's a liar. And we all know that God is not a liar. Right. So, and if you think that he is, contact me. Let's talk. Two one five three three Is the God line actually that's, the God line is God? God has a direct line, but you know, you never know when that's going to yeah, happen. But call in. Um, but peace is, is a major big deal. Everybody in this chaotic world that we live in is looking for peace. In some form or another, they're wanting peace. 
And some people are just addicted to chaos, but, you know, they, they don't know what to do with peace. They're very uncomfortable with peace, so they just keep creating drama and chaos because that's all they know because that's, that's how they are on the inside. And they but need that's their a form outside bondage, world to match. Isn't that a form of it bondage? Is bondage? I was just thinking about this, that the worst bondage is self-bondage, the self-bondage of addiction, the self-bondage of, of doubts and fears and paranoias and all these other things. And yeah. this is the, the, the one thing I've discovered. You know, closer I get to God, the the fewer things I fear. I don't fear death. I don't fear, you know, traumas. I don't fear addiction. I don't fear ever being depressed again. I don't fear any of that stuff. That's all gone. It's like, exactly. It's, it, it, the funny part is, I don't even think about it really until we talk. You know, we have conversations like this. But the, but the freeing, it's it's an interesting thing. It's, it's real freedom are the things that you don't think about because you don't have to anymore. It's gone. And I don't think people realize that. Exactly. It's like, it's like it's like hiccups. You know, you know when hiccups go away, right? You don't worry about having hiccups because they're gone. And you think, gee, maybe they exactly. should come back. And you think, oh, no, they're not coming back. I fixed that problem. But yeah, and this is this is a, such a fascinating thing. It's real, folks. It really does happen. You know, I mean, this is how I do action radio fearlessly. And there's nothing I worry about. What are they going to do? Kill me? Doesn't matter. I've already succeeded. You know, so the worst thing that could possibly happen. This <laughs> right. one, you know, and, and once you think about, you know, once you think about the worst thing that could possibly happen, and it's not that bad. It's like, okay, hey, listen, you know, others will carry on. My spirit will carry on somewhere, you know, and it'll go from there yeah. and, uh, you know, be able to look down and go, huh, let's see what they do with, with my idea. You know, I mean, this is going to be interesting. So I don't worry about it. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> just somewhere. I mean, well, yeah, you yeah, are the, guaranteed I, that your yeah. eternity is in heaven and where there is nothing bad ever. It's, it's so glorious. We can't even imagine in our, our, in our own minds, no matter how creative and imaginative you are, you can't imagine the glory of heaven. So, I mean, that's yeah, just that, cool. Yeah, that's, those, that's those another step. Except yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 But, okay, so right, let's get back to our list of what, we, what freedom brings you into. Okay. And the true you God created you to be. You know how most people are, especially those who go into psychology, are so screwed up that they, they, they don't go into psychology to help other people. They go into psychology to see what's wrong with them. So, or to justify their own fears. <laughs> you know, see, there's a technical yeah, name for yeah. this. It must be real. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but the true us that God created us to be got screwed up somewhere in, you know, in our childhood. <laughs> Hmm. And, and, and we take on more and more and more of the world and the blame and the what's wrong with you and, you know, do this, don't do that. And no matter it, it so it, ugh, what drives me nuts is mm-hmm. the verse that is preached from pulpits about in Proverbs that says, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. That, and so people take that into training the child in the way that they think they ought to be and what you ought to do and do this, do that, wear this, wear, don't wear that, just go here, don't go there. It, ugh, it's religion. No. What that verse actually says, if you, if you go back to the Greek and the Hebrew, it says, train up a child according to their God-given natural bent. That means the giftings he put in them. Mm-hmm. And when they are old, they will remain true to themselves. That's what that says. So hmm. that makes sense. I mean, that's what I did with my kid without even thinking about it, because you know I, I've never understood people that don't look at. Uh, this is why I love kids, right? And uh, you know, if you want to re- if you want to save yourself, go back to your five year old self and keep that attitude with with uh, all the knowledge and experience you've gained thus far. But keep your five year old attitude, and the rest of the world, and the world's really great when you do that. That's how I look at things. Yes, and and you know that's why you know God says that you must have. Um, faith like a child. You must have childlike faith because you tell a child something, if you say, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to go um, to the amusement park next Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
they believe you. Yeah, they that's real. They accept it. Mm-hmm. They absolutely know that they are going to the amusement park next Saturday because you said so. Yeah, and if you violate that's that, you destroy them. That's part of the conditioning process is to, is to yes. break promises. Yeah, it's almost like uh, people feel so, somehow compelled to break promises just to, just to show that they're in control. Well, now you really screwed up the kid. But yeah, I mean, along with faith of a child comes optimism. You know, I think five-year-olds have incredible yes. optimism. I just picked that as an age I just remember being. I was like, the world looked great. Everything was possible. You know, so if you look at that, if you take the word that everything is possible, you have eternal optimism, you're going to have eternal faith. They go hand in hand. I don't, think, I don't know if what the Bible says about uh, optimism, but it really is a component here. You look on the bright side. Look at the good. Don't sit around dwelling on, on yes. all of the horrible, evil things. Because that's a, that's a form of bondage, too. I just watch the news yes, and I can't is. go out because it's dangerous out there. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe no. If it's dangerous, deal with it. You know, I rode my bicycle by a water moccasin about three feet away. What did I do? I rode very fast. I dealt with it. Now I'm here. (laughs) I still ride the bike trail. I don't worry about it. (laughs) You know. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I'll never ride my bike again because there might be a snake out there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Might be. No, it's big. It's like six foot water moccasin right in the middle of the trail. Yeah, I still got the picture. But I didn't stop riding. Yeah. Right. Two days later. Yeah. Well, and so that's, and it's very true. So that is childlike faith, and that's what God wants us to have in him, that he says it, believe mm-hmm. it, expect mm-hmm. it, and, and in his timing, it will come to pass. So there you go. So that's, that's, so going back to being the true you that God created, you know, um, it's, you were created for wonderful things, great and mighty things. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, Adventures you never, ever, ever even thought about. But most people are taught no, you know, especially, you know, in your junior year of high school, you have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life by the time you were in your senior year. And they just put all <laughs> the right. pressure on you, you know, oh, pick a career. You've got to stay in this career. You know, this, this is what your tests say that you're good, for, good um, at. And so, therefore, pick from this list and stay in it. Bondage, okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, what about just, me? I went to, but, uh, so. you know, I was, here I was at a community college, you know, Ohlone, you know, community college in Fremont, California, and here I'm a, a college DJ at 56. <laughs> you know, my classmates were yes. 18. You know, I had a great time. Of course, my voice sounded a little different than theirs did. Yeah. Now KOHL Radio, yeah. Fremont, California. <laughs> Your you voice was cracking. <laughs> No, it wasn't cracking. No, it had all these little, and now we have college radio. Here's what's, you know, 21 pilots by so and so and so and so. And then Greg comes on the air. You know, and, it, and of course, it's broadcast. Like, yeah. they had speakers broadcasting over the campus. It was hysterical. Like, oh, who's that DJ? He's kind of old sounding. Yeah, he is old sounding because he's old. <laughs> but I don't care. But, you know, and just nothing, too. You also, you always have the freedom to restart or do something new. You do. Yeah, and the, the, you know, this idea that you're channeled because at junior high is, changed, is irrational. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seasons change, and you've got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do you have salvation and peace, but you get to go back to or, or start, start your journey on discovering who God created you to be. That, mm-hmm. That's a wonderful journey. Um, mm-hmm. And your spiritual calling. Because mm-hmm. you know, the fivefold ministry, you know, is the apostles, prophets, preachers, teachers, and evangelists. Um, the fivefold ministry, um, the, using the, the major gifts of the Spirit, there are many gifts, okay, but, but a lot of them will fall under the, the, the categories of, of what they call the fivefold ministry, which is apostles, right. 
prophets, preachers, teachers, and evangelists. But there's oh. also other things in there like you know, hospitality and help and uh, healing and all, deliverance ministries. There's all kinds of stuff that fall under that. So what is your spiritual calling? If you don't know, get with me. I will help you. I know um, what mine is. It's <laughs> pretty obvious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and the right use of your gift. Um, some pe- now, you have to understand, this comes under the responsibility part because right. um, there are a lot of people who um, are not Christians and not walking with God in any way, shape, or form, and they mm-hmm. are using their gifts wrongly. Um, and you're going to be Gates. held accountable for that because God Jeffrey gives, Epstein. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Barack Obama. Everybody. You know. Joe Biden. Everybody. I can, I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they have giftings, but they are not using them for God or his kingdom. They're using it for the absolute opposite and to enslave people. Not going to go well. Um, the will of God for your life, that's another um, freedom. You actually get to find out what the will of God for you is. It's a very personal plan. This is a mm-hmm. personal thing. God's a personal God. He did not mm-hmm. say, oh, I have created four um, giftings for people to use, or I, I have you, or I've created four wills. I, I have four areas of, of my will for people's lives, and you have to fit into one of these categories. No, absolutely not. God is an individual God. He knows you by name. He created you cell by cell. He knows exactly what he created you for, and you have a purpose. And you will never be truly happy. I mean deep down satisfied happy. Um, in mm-hmm. your soul and your spirit until you are in the will of God doing what he created you to do. So there's Makes freedom sense. in that. Yeah. So, um, so someone like a, like a Bill Gates so, or a George Soros that, that want to either control the world, destroy the world, you know, cut the population down to 500 million, what are, what are these insane people want to do? How does scripture, how does God explain these people? Because they, they yes, they're exercising their free will, but they're exercising their will over, over literally billions of other people. And so if God yes. could, you know, but, but God doesn't stop them from doing that. That's really our job. That right? is our job. Okay. And, and it gets back to the man thing, which we'll get to. We only have okay. a few minutes left, so I want to get back to that. So let me just yep. go through this. So some of the other areas of freedom God wants you, he wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you to have supernatural provision. Um, what we worry about most is money here on earth and, and our provision. How are we going to do this? How are we going to fund that? How is this going to get, get paid? Well, you know what? Stop worrying about that a long time ago because I, I realized that he meant it when he said he's my provider. And <laughs> I have literally put a stack of bills out on the table saying, God, you see this? My job doesn't cover this. And you know that my ex-husband is not doing what he needs to do to help me feed and provide for these children. And you said that you are my husband and that you are their father. So I need you to come through. And I cannot, on paper, nothing ever worked out, but I tell you now that God provided, I mean, amazingly well for us and in the, the tightest of circumstances and in the most mm-hmm. unbelievable ways that I told you these stories. <laughs> So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. just trust him and don't put him in a box. Don't say, well, I need somebody to, to come through with a check or I need to get another job or I need to do this or I need to do that. Just say, this is my need. Now I need you to show up and show out. And he does. So supernatural provision is yours. Favor. If you're going um, out and about and all of a sudden somebody um, just says, yeah, I just, 
I just feel like I need to help you with something, you know, with this or that or whatever it is you're dealing with. And God just sends somebody to say they just felt the need to help you. Or um, if you're in a job interview and you're competing with 63 other people for that mm-hmm. job. And, but there's just something about you that somebody, you know, that employer noticed because God put his favor on you in that moment. Um, mm. That's important to have. You, you cannot buy that. You just cannot. That's a gift from God. Um, wisdom and discernment. If we don't need that now, we have never needed it, okay, people? <laughs> we have got to have wisdom yeah. and discernment. Um, and and knowing, knowing when to do something, know when not to do something, and le- listening to that, the, to the Holy Spirit in you, that's a mm-hmm. wonderful thing that God gives you. Um, that's part of the freedom is the leading of the Holy Spirit because everything can look just fine in a situation you just walked into, but you know something ain't right. It looks perfect, but something yeah, ain't right. Robot. You better yeah. listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to I say, do you have to go right at the top of the hour because i got Bonnie in the line. I want to give her a couple minutes to chat with you also. How, how tight's your schedule today? Um, i got a few. Okay, good. All right, that's good. I'll bring her on in just a second. Um, something I, that you think of, you know, when you look at your life in terms of, of God and not just you, um, I've tried for, you know, people wonder, gee, why aren't you successful? You're a bright guy. And I've tried for all kinds of jobs. And for some reason, it always seemed to happen that the, the nice manager that hired me would be removed within two months. And, and, and the ask, you know, et cetera, would be there. I'm a terrible boss. And eventually I figured out that God was telling me, stop trying to work for other people. You really need to work for yourself. And so the two times I've been yes. happiest was when I was a freelance flight instructor um, and uh, the whole airline thing didn't work. Uh, a bunch of things, you know, I want, you know, journalism, I tried a bunch of different stuff and eventually, you know, got a job in, in talk radio, but it gave me enough skill um, to, uh, and it was a huge economic sacrifice, but I thought, you know what, it's worth it. It's experience. I, I'm not doing this, you know, just for the money, you know, and I've been, been hopelessly poor with this as everybody knows, but I've never been, you know, on the street. I've never, there's always been something, there's always been enough. Uh, and I don't need much. As right. long as you don't need much, then enough is, is plenty. And enough might not be much, but that's okay. So we carry on. We do what we do. But uh, I eventually got the message that I'm never supposed to work for anybody else. It's not going to work. I'm too independent. And that my gifts and my responsibility with my gifts is to work independently. And once I started Block Talk Radio, things started falling into place. Now we're still censored and challenged and all that other stuff. And we'll break through all that. That's earthly. That's just that's minor stuff. But the mindset that um, the, the looking for, you know, why are these things happening? So look for patterns in your life. And if you see that you're never getting a successful job where you think you should, and I obviously was qualified for many things I didn't uh, get hired for, um, then there's a reason for that. So, so God's kind of like working things behind the scenes. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself why. So what's, what's the pattern? Why, why is this not working when obviously I should, I'm you know, 10 times more talented than the people that aren't hiring me, you know, and 10 times smarter than the, yeah. the people that aren't hiring me. So what's going on here? So that's God arranging things. And, and you see that you go, oh, okay. I get the message at 56. I'll start working for myself. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, it's been pretty much They're fun like ever never. since. But the, well, yeah, exactly. And so I say, you know, sometimes, you, you know, there's, uh, you know, you better hit me over the head with, uh, you know, with thoughts. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. You know, it may take several decades. Yeah. Well, I want to be able to touch on the, the man thing that you brought up earlier. Um, and yes. what does scripture say? But what does God say? Um, mm-hmm. He created men. Uh, to be bold. And he's, as a matter of fact, there's several scriptures about timidity. He mm. abhors timidity in men. Um, all of these, you know, um, guys walking around with their man buns and their... Um, oh, the girly men? 
I, yeah, sorry. I girly man, yeah. you know, um, girly man, yeah. Yeah, no, God's no. not about that. He's saying, yeah. look, you know, come to me, learn what a real man is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the spirit I put in you, I, I gave you a spirit of boldness, not of fear, not of timidity, not of, I, I my, my husband, he, he loves watching those, um, scare videos where, where, you know, people are, are pranking people all the time, you know, scaring them and stuff. And oh. some of them are, are men screaming like girls. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, and they, they cower, they, they, they put their little hands over their chest and they back off and, and they put their little knees together. And I'm like, good Lord, what? I don't even yeah. react like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the Republicans. I, I say that the, the strongest men in the Republican Party are the women, you know, because the men are gelding. You're right. And for those that know what a gelding yeah. is, if you don't sure. look it up, but <laughs> there's a reason I call it yeah. them the gelding old party. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, God did not create men um, to be uh, li- little wimpy men. He wants you to be manly. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be bold. He wants you mm-hmm. to know who you are so you can be manly and bold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wants, um, and, and don't, that does not mean he wants women to be weak and, and, and timid either. You know, when mm-hmm. he talks about timidity, he's talking about everybody. No one who claims Jesus Christ should be timid about anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. There is yeah. to be no fear in anything if you are part of Jesus. So I'm just going to leave that there, and we can just explore that in depth on another show. Oh, absolutely. And we should do you know, both men and women. But the whole idea is that uh, you know, facing evil is not that big a deal. You know, evil usually backs down. Evil is cowardly, and they only succeed, yes, you know, is. as Edmund Burke said, when good people do nothing. So it's not a question of, yes. of being afraid of evil. It's a question of, you know, what are you going to do about it? Because you can defeat evil. We do that all the time here. Yes, but we just can. don't have the support because yes, there are not people who believe that we can defeat evil. You know, people are like, well, you're writing citizen legislation. How can you do that? Don't you have a team of lawyers? Don't you have approval? Don't you have an official this and that? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. And all of a sudden, the whole world open up, <laughs> opens up to them, things they never thought of. So, so I come along and say, yeah, I can do it. You know, who's going to stop me? Who's going to say I can't? I'm not breaking the law. I'm exactly. actually creating the law. You know, so everything we do here is, is perfectly legal, perfectly logical, and it's exactly the same thing the, the, the rich lobbyists do. It's just that we don't have money to buy our bills. We actually have to do it the, the right way, with persuasion, with better bills, with better ideas. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie Nesbitt. Welcome back to the yes. show. Hey, hey. Thank you. What do you think? What do you think of all this so far? Oh, I agree. I was listening to everything that Wendy said, and I absolutely agree with it all, all the way back to even the spiritual gifts that people need to you know, figure out and, and use them to the best of their ability. But when it comes to a spirit of hum- humility, um, the spirit of timidity in men, I fully believe has kind of taken over that masculinity. It, it, it's, it's erased masculinity. And I think it's fully responsible for why there is such a question anymore of genders in the world. If it were not for the fact that men are men and women are women, clearly defined as man being masculine and female being feminine, we would not question whether we are male or female. And God created us male and female. There, there is no blurred line there. There are two separate entities. And I, I fully believe that the spirit of timidity in men where they back down and scream like little girls at scary things is an indication of the fact that they've not been brought up with a backbone of a father to teach them. Yep. Yep. And obviously we know that there is a lack of strong father presence in the world. There's 
over a 60% incarceration rate amongst African Americans, which leads to, again, that, that lack of strong backbone in the family. It's the breakdown. It's just the breakdown of the nuclear family. And it, it just allows children to grow up thinking that, you know, it's okay to be whatever you want to be. And, and then they grow up questioning, well, what's my worth? What's my value? If you don't have it early on, you're going to question it at some point in your life. And that's what it leads to. And we are to be fearless. Yeah, exactly. We are on this show. I mean, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, this is no, the ultimate free no. speech zone. Yeah. Uh, well, Wendy, let's get your contact information in case you have to leave while we're in the middle of a chat because Bonnie has some really great, some of the best ranters we've ever had on the show. And once she gets going, it's, it's just like, I just sit back and listen because it's, it's so much fun to be able to do that. So let's get your contact information in now while we can. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you need to get in touch with me, if you have any questions, if you want to debate, if you want to do anything, just get a hold of me on Facebook, and that is under Wendy Arthur or Art by Wendy Arthur or Dimensions Ministries. And as Bonnie comes on and brings what she's going to bring today, I just have a reminder for everyone, bow now, avoid the rush. There you go. Sounds hmm. good to me. Amen. Yeah, amen. Yes. Well, that's a good way to answer that. Yeah, I keep I keep forgetting the thing. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, Bonnie, we got to name your show. <laughs> we got to get. We don't. We do, I think. Uh, I know. Yeah, one of our traditions here at Action Radio for 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 those that might be new to this is every report gets a, gets a theme and gets gets something gets a title. So and it usually takes a few weeks of the report before we get. I kind of figure out you know what your voice is and what you want to do. So you can start working on sure. that now because you're already in radio. Yeah. So you're used to this kind of thing. So, yeah. uh you know, yeah. Right. So what were your suggestions right. that you tried to text me during the show, which I can't uh, do because I'm doing the show? <laughs> well, again, that just goes right back to my rant, right? Like nobody's going to get a word in edgewise. I'm just going to sit there and message you while you're doing 300 other things. Yeah, good uh, luck No, I came up with the bonded. <laughs> I, like, I like my name in it to some degree. And so I was like, well, how about the bonded report or the bonded bonus? Or um, I, I also thought busy bee. I'm always busy and I'm a bee. So okay. um, I'll still I'll still brainstorm, and I really like Bond Aid. I think that's kind of a good. I'm I'm your Bond aid right hand calling in, and uh-huh, Ooh, I like Bond, Bond Aid report. Oh, okay, well I think of like a James Bond yeah. thing, you know. Your your name right? is Bond, Bonnie Bond. <laughs> do 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 do. You the dramatic music and yep. Yeah, I wish I had. You got it. Well, I got to get a theme for you. I've got this whole sound thing. You know, it's a, so I get all this, you know, copyright free music. I get to play all kinds of things. Well, we should sample some of the other reports out there. You heard Bill's earlier. You know, a lot of reports mm-hmm. I don't get to play anymore because these people aren't here. Silly people. <laughs> Where did they go? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, let me give you a couple examples here. So this is one I made for, for Cindy for Medical Freedom. This one's kind of cool. Okay. Informed consent, the ability to receive the truth for your medical care, and the ability to consent freely to any medical procedure or not based on the truthful information received, has completely disappeared in this era of medical, big government, big tech, big pharma, fascism. There are many warriors coming forward to try and keep your medical freedom. This is so you won't be forced to ever wear a mask. And you won't be forced, through a government mandate, to inject your body with a dangerous experimental gene therapy purposely and deceitfully called a vaccine. Medical freedom is when you aren't forced into anything that violates your individual rights. Join us now as one of those warriors of medical freedom talks about the latest victories and the struggles yet to be won. Join us now for the Medical Freedom Report with Cindy Cagle. 
And so everybody gets one of these, and that's how we do it. And it really kind of like gets it. you in the mood for the show. Yeah, that's fine. Let me play you a fun one here uh, now that I'm on a roll. So this one, <laughs> you'll see. Okay. Yeah, man. Come with Shelby to faraway places, <laughs> wonderful beaches, exotic foods, meet new and fascinating people as action radio, cruise, and travel reporter Shelby Fennett takes you to where dreams become your reality and experiences become your best memories. Yeah, man. Here we go. So you never know what's going to happen here. My, my, my furtive brain gets to work on these things. You give me a soundtrack and music, and I write the script, and of course anything's possible after that. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you should do that for your I, show. I'm yeah. definitely digging. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I need Caribbean flair on mine. Mine, mine ha- might have to be geared more towards the James Bond theme. I'm thinking that's really going to fit it. Okay. Well, I, I'm just going to write that down right now. So we're going to have to do something with James Bond. I had one before. I don't mm-hmm. think I played this one forever. This one was, we used to have, uh, I don't know what we call it, the conspiracy report. I don't even know if I still have it up here. Uh, but Karen Hoffman used to do it. It was like our QAnon report. And that was kind of a mysterious thing. Uh-huh. Let, me see if I, let me take a look for okay. that now, too. It's here somewhere. You know, I, I, like sometimes I take them down if people have gone. Karen's been gone for a couple of years. She, she had enough of politics. She said, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go play. I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> go, go, go enjoy yourself. Let me see if I can find it. I wonder if it's That's still right. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you want to talk about today as we get you bonded? Oh, we'll get you out of, out of bondage good, or something like man. that. Yeah. I don't, What's I, happening? There's so much that's been going on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, anything one. that you want to throw my way. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do something um, recent news-wise or just something off-the-cuff fun? Uh, well, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really um, – it, it's up to you. So when I – just for folks to let folks know how we do the reports. It's very simple. I don't tell reporters what to report on. I don't tell you what to talk about. I don't, uh, I just have one, one request and that's be interesting. That's the only thing we have. Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find Karen's thing here. I don't have it here. I must've taken that down. Um, but uh, that was, it was, we had this like mysterious dark music. Oh, let me, I'll play something really dark. Here's uh, this is what we did for, for Biden. Okay. So uh, let me see. I mean, we can talk election stuff. We can talk anything. Well, I gotta, well, we can talk about the theme of the show today. So I'm going to get to that, but here's something I made. Uh, yeah. Right before, I made this right before the 2020 election, thinking there's no way Biden's going to win. He's terrible, right? So here we go. <laughs> Joe Biden's dark winter. No freedom, no liberty, no guns, no representation, no oil, no coal, no nuclear power, no space force, no constitution, no family gatherings, no vacations, just taxes, work, Misery, masks, lockdowns, and ever more government. This is what will happen if you let Marxists steal the election. This has been a public service announcement of Action Radio, reminding you it's time to get off your butt and save your country. Yeah. I love these things like totally out of the blue. Oh. So that, that's that's dark. Yeah. Anyway, so I actually made that before the election. Yeah. This will never happen. You know. And of course, then it did. Right. Um, actually, yeah. uh, Marco Marco in the Netherlands has sent me a, a James Bond theme, which I can't upload right now, but uh, I'll have it for next week. Now let's see if I can make you a okay. a, a James Bond. You know, uh, her name is Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie Nesbitt. There you, you go. <laughs> that's perfect. So we'll see what we can do. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with your radio show? And then we'll talk yes. about. Uh, talk about the gelding old party and some other disgusting things. 
Oh, well, um, as far as radio show goes, we're, we are, we're getting one step closer every week. So um, essentially, I'm, I'm going to be kind of doing an afternoon macaroon segment where I'm sharing a little bit of cooking tips and perhaps take some, some call-in requests for some special songs that people want to hear. But I'm still getting trained on the soundboard. I, I'm, I've got like 50% of it completely done, and now I've got to get <laughs> trained on the other side. So are you once I producer? have that, it's, it's going to be – um, well, essentially, I'll be on my own doing everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I have to I push all the buttons, and I have to uh-huh. yeah slide the volume, all of that good stuff. So I, really? I at this point, I honestly feel like the sound part of it is going to be easier than monitoring. It's it's multiple stations at once, making sure the commercials line up in sync and that the start times of the songs are in sync. So it is a lot of of um, multitasking, which. Thanks be to God, being a mom, I'm pretty well versed at being multitasked. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, you know. So for those, let's, let's yeah. talk about inside radio. Actually, we, we, I don't think we talk about radio yeah. enough. People don't really know how this works. So mm-hmm. standard radio is right. there's something called the clock, and the clock is like a format, mm-hmm. and it gives you two minutes for yeah. interviews, three minutes for commercials, gives you your news breaks, and all the stuff that you have to do, and you have to stick to it because they have contractual arrangements with commercials. They're, they're taking money, and if you don't play the commercial, you know you owe them money. Right. You can't charge exactly. a company if you don't play the exactly. commercial. And the difference with That's action right. radio, because we're blog talk radio, because this is a subscription, I can do whatever the hell I want. You know, you know, I do right. have uh, right. agreements with people to play the commercials, but when I play them, it's really up to me. I don't have any requirements exactly. for that kind of stuff. Um, and so this is why mm-hmm. I can do uh, a three-hour interview and play all my commercials at the end, or like yesterday. Uh, we, did, we had uh, Brianna Cannon started the show. She's our teenage reporter with Government Inquiry. We had um, Josie, and then we had Michael Volpe, um, who presented an article here back in 2021 on this illegal alien city, Colony Ridge, um, in Liberty County, of all places, right? Uh, note the irony, mm-hmm. uh, in Texas. And so but yeah. the funny part was that, that Michael then argued on, in favor of illegal aliens. And we had a real blowout of a discussion. Pianchi calls in, Josie calls in, you know, I'm going after him. I had to mute, you know, everybody at times because they're all talking over each other. I even had the Chinese gone. So you might want to have one of these things too. Do you have a, you know, you need a button that has this. <laughs> right. And that's, that's how I stop conversations. You know, so I'll play that. And I love it. Go, oh, okay. So into your corners. And this corner, as the channel Howard Cosell. Right. And this corner, we have the challenger, right. you know, Pianchi. And in this corner, yeah. we have uh, the champion guest of the day, Michael Volpe, you know, and it's, uh, you know, yeah. so we have fun. Yeah. But you need. Uh, no, I love I love the gong idea. I, I do. Yeah, that takes me back to uh, Iron Chef America. Whenever I What's whenever that? I watch Iron Chef America, you know they they ring that gong before the chefs are ready to do their challenge, and it's a la cuisine. Really? And everybody starts. Oh yeah! If you've never watched Iron Chef, you should. It's it's quite no. a show. Do they do like like uh, like real Asians, or they they have a fake accent? Oh, now we're going to make. No no no. Okay, bye. No. That's what you sound like. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I mean, he is. He's, I believe he's Japanese, the guy that, that ran it for a very long time as a host. But yeah, he was. He basically, he plays the part of this very stern-faced Asian person, and he rings the gong so seriously, and the Iron really? Chefs go at their battle, creating their dishes. Oh, yeah. Make, uh, it's, we make food. The food yes. is going to be good. The food is not good. You food. leave. We take care of you. Hi. <laughs> In Samurai Chef. <laughs> Sorry to my Japanese listeners. I do not I like this food. my bad accent. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> here's another thing too. You, you need a stinger. You need. We, I've made up a series of stingers. So here's another cool thing to, that you can do. Okay. Action radio. Dangerously cool. <laughs> Isn't this fun? 
Because <laughs> I've got that radio voice. I can do this stuff. <laughs> they, they don't realize I look like a nerd. You know, I'm the nerd warrior. You know, but that's the beauty of radio. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one guy meet me. Yeah, and, I don't have the, uh, the deep. What? No, you got you, you, no, you got the, the, the cute feminine voice. You sound great. It's right. like nice and powerful oh, well, at the same time. This is what I like about your voice. It's nice and powerful. So you can be nice, <laughs> and that's disarming. And then you say something powerful, and people go, where'd that come from? And that's a knife to the heart right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, this is how I disarm people, too. When I do the show, I, you know, I, I just really, mm-hmm. hey, welcome to the show. This is great. By the way, how come you're a total communist pig? You know, and I'll say it in a nice, sweet voice, right? <laughs> and like, where'd that come from? Wait, oh, I love or I'll it. ask a really Im- right. impossible question in a nice way. I mean, it's fun. To me, this is this is part of the art of right. radio. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so give it a yeah, try. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Learning all my secrets now. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I'll, I definitely have to use that at the next, you know, dinner party. I'll just be chatting it up, and then I'll just look at them and say, "So, why are you such a fascist pig? Can you explain exactly? Yourself? Yeah. So, can you tell, <laughs> so, so, and where does your piggishness come from? But do it in a, in a very serious way. Looking very serious. So, we're just. I'd like to discuss the origins right. of your piggishness. And when did you have such a distaste yeah. for humanity? You know, and uh, are you really in favor of the death camps or is that just, a, you know, like an ideal, you know, I mean, I mean, just to ask outrageous questions. Is, is that just your and, vacation home? Is that your summer plans or is that yeah. your all around yearly routine? Yeah. And yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know, and if you believe in global warming, why do you live by the beach anyway? You know, <laughs> so, so humor. I, I think always wondered people, that, you know, like you go to Key West. And you see uh-huh. all these homeless people, and you're thinking, I really uh-huh. don't feel sorry for you. Do not panhandle me. You are literally living in paradise on the coast, exactly. and there's yeah. free fruit everywhere on all of these trees, and yet you want to mm-hmm. sit here and complain that you're homeless. No, I, I don't feel yeah. sorry for you. I'm sorry. And you don't have a heating bill or a cooling bill. You know, you don't have to pay rent. You don't no, have a mortgage. Exactly. What's your problem? You know, and, and the state exactly. pays you to live out in the sunshine. <laughs> and you get to go surfing between uh, right. panhandling. Yeah. Like, I got to yeah, stop panhandling. Stuff stuff it goes like, what's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just agreeing with you. Okay, good. That, that's always, bingo. That's always, bingo, exactly, yeah. So, like, if you're homeless, you know, in Ventura County, and you want to, like, panhandle and then go surfing and buy pizza and then go back and, you know, earn your dinner, <laughs> your dinner meal, and then camp out on the beach, you know, with the campfires because it's, like, cool. Yeah, totally awesome. It's, like, cool. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. It's totally, totally awesome. Totally. Just get yourself a guitar, go to your local store, and, like, Drum it up, man. I bet we could even yeah. find a harmonica, and I'll I'll put my man bun in, and we can just sit around a fire and look <laughs> at the stars and talk about how awesome we are. You know, this is the life. <laughs> well, let's talk about man buns. Let's talk about the the total decline of manhood in this country. You know, oh my gosh! Yeah, sure. I and mean, here I am, you know, looking like a nerd. Basically, I, I got the glasses, the you know, the mustache, the whole bit, you know. And so, I, in fact, it was really funny um, because this guy actually had this image of me as being, well, the big tough guy that's just behind his voice, right? And I'm not. I'm just, you know. Anyway, but it's, what was funny was I met one of our uh, official, you know, Pensacola people, and I said, "Hi, I'm Greg Penglis from Action Radio." He says, "No, you're not." I said, "What?" He said, "No, you can't be." What are you talking about? So you don't look like you. You don't. You don't look like you sound. Well, I'm sorry, dude. This is me. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do with it? So obviously he formed a very different image. So voices are very powerful. Nobody looks like what you think they look like. You know, until you so see true. the picture, it's like, oh, so that's true. you? That can't be you. Yeah. It's really funny. So, so voice, yeah. this is why radio is so important. Uh, and people discount radio. And they don't realize that this goes right to your brain. Because you're not looking at a visual. Mm-hmm. You're not distracted. You know, all your senses are, are right. listening, unless you're doing something else. But, you know, but it's so much more powerful. Anyway, right. so the title of the show today, you're going to love this. Conservatives are weenie baby butt wipes who won't fight back. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love so it. Going, I love it. It's so, so going true. along with this theme, yeah, it's, it, and I'll get to it in the, you know, whenever we, I got a full hour after you, after you, unless you want to stick around. Um, but uh, yeah, so what's going on with manhood? What's what's the woman's view of, of of men these days? You know, if I speak on behalf of an actual woman, which is defined biologically, that's what I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> not what I believe I am. Um, I, I honestly, after listening to so many different things. I actually attribute it somewhat to the Planned Parenthood movement. You know, Margaret Sanger put in her original plan to kind of essentially wipe out the African-American race. And yep. when she did that, I think it, it incorporated all of these chemicals into the female body and along hmm. the generations of things that have happened. I honestly like believe that those hormones are I, – I don't even know. They're hormones. They're hormones. You're, you're messing with the estrogen and the progestin and um, – because essentially the these are going the, the, the pill is yeah. like the 70s and Margaret Sanger was like the 30s. Yes. Do I have my timeline right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I believe so. I believe so. And so and basically does, how, the generations of people. What's the hormone connection then? Well, or, or is the pill an extension the of hormo- Planned Parenthood? This sounds interesting. The pill is an extension of she was the founder of it and the pill is part of the plan. So okay. basically. Um, Getting the hormone into the female body throughout the generations to stop production of African-Americans was the initial idea. But as far as getting that chemical into bodies, I believe that it messes with your cycle. First of all, putting extra chemicals into your body to force you to regulate at certain days of the month. If you do that long enough, it is going to mess with your cycle. You can talk to any woman who's been on the pill for a multiple number of years. And they'll tell you that when they go off the pill. Two years, five years, ten years. Where does it really start to um, affect? you know what? It, it's different for every woman, but I would say okay. on average, if they start in their teenage years, they're going to be on it for at least five to 10 years. And right. then when you decide to go off of it, you're going to have problems actually becoming pregnant. It's just one of those things that's led to infertility. And we all know the skyrocketing rates of infertility right now. Yep. And I know that's a huge part of it. I myself struggled with it. I am a firsthand hmm. experienced person when it comes to that. Wow. So yeah. messing with the female hormones in general, it's hard to get back on a regular cycle. And then you take into effect. Oh, you there? Where'd you go? Hello? Hello, hello? Where'd you go? Sorry hey, about that. Still... Sorry, I lost oh, okay. you for a second. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, sometimes the show just quits on me, too. So this is why I'm trying to get digital meters here, something you'll probably have in your studio, but I don't have here on the computer screen. Uh, that's one of those little flaws with blog talk. They're really good about a lot of things. One of them is not having digital meters. So if somebody disappears, I don't know whether it's you or me until somebody says something. Anyway, so back to you. Right, right. No. Back to women. Anyway, so um, mm-hmm. basically I was just saying that over, over the generations of years since the 70s when the pill was incorporated, the mm-hmm. messing up with the cycles – the struggle with the infertility. Um, nope, she left again. I think that it has messed. Back. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I oh, think that it has messed with, messed with the overall hormone of the babies that they do have. So now you have women bearing children who have had that chemical in their, in basically in utero, for an X number of years that they were on the pill, and these children mm-hmm. come on board. And I'm not saying that you're going to notice anything. But it's very possible that it has affected the chromosomes in the DNA with the replication of everything, having that chemical and the extra hormones in your body. And thus, all of a sudden, miraculously, you have a little boy who is very feminine in in his speech and in his patterns. And then you embrace that and you raise him up and you allow him to play with dolls. Not that there's anything wrong with playing with dolls, but you encourage it. 
in a social setting to where the world now says, oh, it's okay if, if he's a little bit different. Let's, let's cater to that. Instead of pushing him in the direction of monster trucks and GI Joes, let's push him in the direction of Barbies yeah. and yeah, 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 exactly. And and I, I think that it's just been catered to and it just reinforces that idea that men can be feminine and yet that's OK. They don't need to be the backbone of the family. They don't need to be supporting their family because then you take it one step further and you say the government can provide for everything you need. They don't need to go get a job and provide view. for their family. Just take yeah, government assistance. The, so it, government it, is the new man. It's a snowball effect. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Think, oh, yes. And, yeah. Go ahead. Government is your, government is your man. You know that's why we only have single mothers on welfare because you don't need the man. The, you know, men are throwaway. Fathers are throwaway. And the whole thing with toxic masculinity right. that's on that's on the uh, the psychological level. But you raise an interesting question that did you know men have have like testosterone drops like that are incredible. Uh, and over each generation it gets right. worse. So younger and younger men have less and less testosterone. So that's a physical problem. And so we got the spiritual, the mental problem of, you know, we have to show how parents have to show how, how diverse and how sensitive they are to the feminine side of their men, their, their boy child, you know, by having them play with Barbie instead of GI Joe, which is kind of stupid. Exactly. Um, but do you think that the pill could be causing a drop in testosterone in men? Yes. Next generation. Absolutely. Men? Absolutely. Okay. Because yes, because you're, you're forcing the estrogen and the progestin in mass to try and get that period regulated to a certain extent. And so if you do become pregnant with a boy, there's an excess of hormones in the woman's body from those years of taking the pill. I know there's a buildup. And so that then goes into the fetus. Can you get tested for that and see if there's residual pill hormones, you know, five years later, 10 years later? Has that ever been looked at? To my knowledge, to my knowledge, no. But I would definitely think of suggesting to anyone that's been on the pill for a certain amount of time, if that's a test that they could do, myself struggling with infertility, um, they ran every test known to man. I could mm-hmm. not get pregnant. And they said, everything is normal. Everything is healthy. And I went to fertility specialists and nobody had any answers for me. Now, again, that was a decade ago. Things may have changed, especially now yeah. that we are dealing with all kinds of hormone implantation into kids that want to switch genders. So maybe things are different, but still being said, That's I, a whole other I, issue. I still think there is yeah, yeah. It's a whole other issue. That's a whole other yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a, just a little caution, I guess, to everybody that, uh, you know, you may want to think about how much personal information you want to reveal simply because these things are podcasts and they're around forever. <laughs> so, you know, sure. it's, but I, I, I reveal. I have no problem. Stuff. OK, that's good. I just want to let you know mm-hmm. and this way. I know, too, that, uh, that this is fair game because um, I we always talk about issues and I try and leave, you know, personal stories out of it just in case because you never know. Um, was was yeah. your situation age related at all? Because I mean, so many women are waiting, no. you know, because they got the feminine, you know, the the the, the feminism. Well, why you need a you need a career, you know, what's going on here, you know? So uh, right, no, mine was not age related at all because huh. I was in my twenties when when I yeah. wanted to to start thinking about having children. My husband and I got married, and we were ready for right. kids in my late twenties, which is you know peak. That that's when you should not have any problem. But again, I I had yeah. been on the pill for a decade. And going off of it, it, it was just one of those things where my body could not regulate and they could not explain why. And I've always been on the thin side. And so some of them attributed it to, well, just gain five or 10 pounds and you'll, 
instantly get pregnant. And I'm looking at them going, I know people skinnier than me that get pregnant. Don't feed me that line. That's not what this <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, you know, so much of medicine is what they call it practice. They're, they're guessing. They don't know. Right. They just think they have to come up with an answer. Exactly. And people, people run with it. So right. the whole medical profession, you know, I grew up uh, strangely. Uh, I had one of the world's most dysfunctional families. I mean, we had food, we had shelter, we had money. You know, they, my parents inherited a ton of it and, you know, blew it by the time I was ready for college. You know, great timing, right? Um, but it was mm-hmm. interesting that, uh, that psychologically there are basket cases. I was the mature one at five, you know, you know dealing mm-hmm. with my parents', my parents emotional problems. You know, they call it parentification. So I grew up and I never trusted them because they never gave me a reason to. And so I grew up not only not trusting parents, then, of course, that led to not trusting teachers, not trusting politicians. I didn't trust anybody. I still pretty much don't. Uh, right. So people are really close to me. Right. But because of that, I was able to, sure. to look at things much more skeptically. So when doctors told me things is I like, well, let me put it through, you know, what I call the logic and reason filter. Does it make sense? How many more opinions do I need? Is this something I want to do? You know, I started questioning, you know, my folks, they said, why, why did you take my tonsils out when I was six years old before I could, you know, object, you know, and, and, right. and, and well, well, it was the thing to do. The doctors told us to. I said, so, <laughs> but why did right. you do it? You know, and they had no, they had no answer. Mm-hmm. Well, we were told, you know, this is the best thing. You had tonsillitis. Okay, fine. Well, what if I got over it? What if I need my tonsils when I'm 60? Like now, you know, right. but, but people, right. but when you're a kid, you know, the kids never question. But I, you know, I exactly. Did. And um, that's, yeah, that is the that crux of my problem with this whole gender assignment. I mean, when you're changing two and three year olds, you are literally abusing your children. Who mm-hmm. are you to make that decision for them that they want to become the opposite gender? That is absolute child abuse. They don't know what gender is at that point. Uh, you know, but actually kids yeah. do. It's really funny. Kids, it's one of the first things. You know, Wendy was talking about this earlier, earlier that God created you know, men and women, male and female. You know, and I'm thinking, well, God created almost everything male and female except one-celled animals. Uh, or plants but other Mm -hmm. other than the one cell little things running around out there the bacteria the viruses you know the germs and things like that pretty much everything else is male and female even plants are male and female they just happen to be in the same plant but even plants have to be fertilized because that's how we get diversity i mean real diversity genetic diversity which is one of the strongest forces you know in the world for health is is diversity right genetic diversity that's why purebred you know german shepherds have hip problems well breed them with a with a labradoodle you know have a german doodle (laughs) Sorry. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know, but right. you got to have your dog, right? Doodle. There's such a problem with that word. Yeah, well, ab- exactly. absolutely. I, I, I mean, yeah, I know. I know. Any any yeah. any dog breed that ends in doodle, just I instantly crack up. It's the stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what if you have a what if you have a poodle doodle? <laughs> how how would that even work? What would that be a pug? Is that how you would mix it with? You have no, to have like doodle. two. You have the pug. If you have a labrador, I know, but a poodle doodle. Yeah, a poodle. A labrador and a poodle would be a poodle doodle. Exactly. I think a poodle doodle is what you see in the backyard if you have a dog. So I, I, okay. I mean, <laughs> for a for a breed, who knows? Yeah, exactly. But going okay. back to your male and female uh, in, across the board with oh, creatures and plants, yeah, that is the one argument that I cannot, for the life of me, understand. When people sit there and say you can be what you want, you can have the love that you want. I'm sorry, but it makes zero sense. Male and female were created for the purpose of creation. You cannot mm-hmm. have a baby with two men or two women. It, it literally mm-hmm. kills the human race. So how mm-hmm. is that meant to be that way? It just does not make scientific sense. And I will never understand that argument. Well, and you notice no government entity ever makes the, the claim. Well, you know who's doing something really interesting? Hungary. They're actually paying people to have kids. Now, Hitler did that too, but that's a different story. He wanted to you know, have the Aryan race. That, that's a whole different mindset. That's more Margaret Sanger and eugenics. But uh, the Hung- right. Hungarians are like, you know, we need more Hungarians. 
we don't have enough Hungarians. We need more. So once y'all go out and have kids, we'll give you tax benefits and things like that. You know, so that's a good thing. But we don't encourage kids in this country. Just the opposite. We encourage abortions. Right. We, we encourage kids for illegal Absolutely. aliens. And mistakenly give them citizenship. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people talk about the great the, – when the left talks about the Great Reset, you know, this, is, this might be a fun topic uh, for, for your own show. Yes. You know, the Great Reset, they say, is, well, that's white people who are afraid of brown people. Like, I got news for you. I was in San Francisco. I loved being a minority. Do you know how much fun it is to be a minority in this country? It's great. So when people say, well, you're a white supremacist, you're a white this, white that, I say, look, I'm only 25% of San Francisco. The 75% other people, I have no control. I'm a victim. And they look right. at you, can't be a victim, you're white. Right. I said, oh, really? <laughs> San Francisco is one, one quarter white, one quarter black, one quarter Asian, one quarter Hispanic. You know, a few other folks yeah. mixed in. So, so who's the mm-hmm. majority? There is no majority in San Francisco. San Francisco there is, is no a, majority. except for the problems they have. But it's the perfect microcosm for what the country would look like when there are no majorities. And you know what? It's fine. Right. We all got along great. We didn't care. Yeah. You know, we right. all went to Mexican restaurants right. and, you know, and Brazilian restaurants and Thai restaurants and, uh, you know, Russian, well, Russian food's not the best. But anyway, you know, same thing with German food. Germans, <laughs> you guys need to make better chefs. But other than that, you know, we went everywhere. We went to all Indian restaurants. Right. Those are usually too spicy. In fact, we used to have a place, uh, Carlos Murphy's, right? It, it was a, a Mexican pub. <laughs> it was great. So we were across the cultures. And, <laughs> Wait and a minute. So, so, Murphy's was in it and it was a Mexican pub. Yeah, it was a Mexican pub, so you could get uh, you know Guinness with That's your tacos. That was great. Okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, we had another Indian restaurant uh, that was mixed with an Irish pub too, and so you could get like tandoori chicken and uh, you know Guinness. <laughs> it's great. We've got the tandoori chicken with your Guinness. We want to sit down. We'll take care of you. Okay, not too spicy because you're American. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. You know, and so yeah, accents are a hobby. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love it. I love mm. it. Yes. And you can have the yeah. Irish jig in the background while you're eating your curry. You can just, oh, exactly. Oh, sure. And we got a wonderful uh, mm-hmm. tandoori chicken for you today. Oh, it's going to be grand. You know, I, so you, you yeah. know. <laughs> but that's the fun of San Francisco. And so people, what people don't, what the left, right. you know, when they try and say, well, the white people are afraid of the brown and black people. It's a bunch of nonsense. We, everybody got along great. Right. It was just the politics that caused the problems, you know, and, uh, and San sure. Francisco is what, 20% gay. You think we cared? And yeah. We loved it when Halloween came no. around, no. and I've seen lots of gay pride yeah. parades. Oh, you know, but we knew what they were. They weren't trying mm-hmm. to, you know, the, in the old days, it wasn't about taking over the city. It was just about, you know, hey, we're here. So, okay, fine. It wasn't we're here for your children. See, that was the difference. See, back back in the early days, it was yeah. it was it was kind of fun. And I'll tell you, Halloween in San Francisco in the Castro when the drag queens came out for adults, not for kids, for adults. <laughs> It was right. hysterical. I mean, we, I had, I've seen, uh, I've already seen the world's greatest drag queens. Okay, you, there's, there's nothing better than a Halloween party in San Francisco before they closed it down because people came from out of right. town and, and got violent. And you can't do that. It's like people, you know. I mean, that really is a, a is a crazy city. But in the old days, it was fun. And when we didn't take ourselves mm-hmm. seriously, when everybody got along, this country goes great. So all the all the racial problems are manufactured. They're all manufactured by government. They're manufactured by everything else. But you know, left alone. So the real great reset is replacing Americans with illegal aliens. That's the Great Reset. Exactly. Replacing people who believe in freedom with people who want government handouts. You know, people aren't coming for a better life. Right. They're coming here for our better life. They're coming here to take exactly. our better life. That's what it's all about. Yeah, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, and I mean, it's seen in, a, in the plethora of immigrants that come to our country. And what are they doing? They're getting a job. They have no Social Security. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they might be paying minimal tax because they're claiming 12 dependents when they get hired someplace under a mm-hmm. fictitious social security number. And then they're taking the money that they do earn, they're going to your local supermarket and they're wiring it down to their country. So they're removing it right away from our entire system of 
monetary needs. They're working, mm-hmm. yes. They're getting a job done, yes. I don't dispute that. But they are literally removing funds from our country and funneling them down to the countries that they are from and mm-hmm. bankrupting us in the process because they're getting free health care. They're getting free education. They're getting all of the benefits that any other citizen would get. And, oh, poor them. Well, they came here for a better life. We need to cater to them. I mean, how dare we be cruel and not allow them to have the same benefits as any other immigrant? This country was founded on immigrants. We have to give them what they need. That's the bleeding heart of America. That's the blessed you care. That's funny. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's a question for you. Um, Can illegal aliens pay taxes legally? They can. They, they Think about can it. because, I mean, being in, they're, mm-hmm. pay, they're paying some sales tax. They're paying sales tax when they buy things here. Okay. So you've got to admit they, that there is a level of taxation. Yeah. See, I'm going to argue they can't because they can't be here. Because, so why, can, because why are people can't that can't be, be Right. So why are people that can't be here allowed to pay taxes? The actual, the truth is they can't. It is illegal for illegal aliens to yeah. pay taxes. And I know Bill Clinton set up the ITIN number, but he did that specifically so that illegal aliens could, quote, buy their way into illegal citizenship. Okay, that's not, that's sure. not legal. And if, but this is a concept most people haven't thought about. But illegal aliens cannot pay taxes because taxes are paid by citizens for government citizens. benefits, services, and uh, you know, protection of our rights. Well, since illegal aliens have right. no rights, they have no right to be here. They can't be here. Legally, they don't exist here. They have no status. They're not immigrants. So if they're not immigrants, they have no status. They can't be here. How can they pay taxes? That's my argument. What do you think? That that is an interesting argument that I have never heard before. And you have my brain spinning because I'm in the financial (laughs) world. I mean, I'm a bookkeeper by nature, and I've I've never thought of it that way. But you're absolutely right. They are literal ghosts on paper. They're claiming fictitious Social Security numbers. They might have minimal taxes coming out. But the other side of that argument is the money that they're earning doesn't belong to them to begin with. So you're yeah. right. They can't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we do on this show. And this, this is the, the creative foundry. Uh, Matt Gates, you know, I still want to get him back on the show. I keep writing him and he hasn't responded yet. But, uh, you know, he calls us the ideas factory. And this is where we think of things that no one's mm-hmm. ever thought of. And so if sure. we establish that illegal aliens cannot pay taxes because legally they're not here, and, and I've, I've said this uh, time and time again, you know, I was talking to Michael Volpe about this yesterday, he says, well, they're, they're here, they have rights. I said, how can you have rights in a place you're not allowed to be in? Right. That's, ira- that's right. irrational. Well, and, and it's, it is irrational, but the government has made it as such, like we welcome in anybody and everybody into our system because of that whole replacement theory and, and getting people in. They want those people here dependent on government so that they can get those votes. That's what it mm-hmm. all boils down to is they want to be in power. So bring in as many people who are ignorant to the process as possible for nothing more than a simple punch of a card and another four years in office or six years in office, depending on the position. And it is disgusting. It is just disgusting to me as an American citizen to think that my vote matters as much as someone who has zero interest in this country. In fact, it could be a terrorist. And they enter into this country in any means possible. They take advantage of every single system we have in place to try and get things for free. And I'm working my tail off to provide for my family in the process. And I have no better chance at having my voice heard. Well, unless I speak out on radio, obviously, but aside from that, it's neighborhood conversations and conversations with friends and anybody else you come into contact with trying to make them see the light that this is what's going on. Be aware, open your eyes. Yeah, radio is really important. 
uh, it's amazingly important. People don't think about how important uh, it really is. Uh, so the voice that you get. Uh, now, are you, I don't know if you can answer this question, are you going to be restricted in any way in what you can say? Do you have, other than the, the FCC rules about swearing and things like that, but can, are, are there topics that, uh, that are off limits or, or ways, places you can't go? Because in this show, we don't have that. I don't do yes. violence. Yes, I don't advocate violence, and I don't do extreme, you know, hatred, racial, crazy stuff. I mean, I don't do that. Um, which not to say we don't talk yeah, about racial there, issues. There we are, do. Right, right. No, there are definite bumpers in place that I'm going to have to stay within parameters of. It's, it's. I have free reign to a certain extent, but I still have to appeal to the listening audience in a way that I'm not going to overly offend someone by saying something that they may not agree with completely. It, it, it is definite. It's a Christian radio broadcasting company, so there are parameters mm-hmm. there that you have to follow. Agree. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I have them at Block Talk too, you know, and they've told me very clearly. Now mm-hmm. I have pretty free reign here, and Block Talk has pretty free reign because you've got, uh, you've got, uh, you know, racists like uh, black racists like uh, Warren from Black from Wake Up New Orleans, and on the other extreme we have Bert the Nazi, you know, and both of which have been on my show. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, <laughs> it's really kind of funny actually because you got two you got two leftists that, that think they're different and they're not. You know, Nazis are leftists yeah. and. Uh, Black Lives Matter folks are leftists. Pianki's got a couple of comments here. Exactly. Pianki, you're welcome to join us. We're, we're kind of free-flowing today. He's talking about illegal aliens do have the ITIN number. That's something you might want to study. Uh, but he says, yes, they pay taxes. This is illegal. I know of spouses who pay taxes and have never been in the USA. Well, if you are a U.S. citizen and you earn money outside the country, I think you do have – you still owe income tax because it goes into yes, your you possession. Yes, you do. Okay. Right. Correct. Correct. So At the end of the sense. year, you will get a W-2 or a 1099 no matter what you do. doesn't matter where you earned it. You still owe the taxes to the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, but if illegal aliens can't pay taxes, then that would be another way to say that they can't get benefits either. They should not be able to claim uh, child oh, exactly. tax credits and all that kind of stuff. But if you assume that illegal right. aliens can pay taxes, then they get you know they don't have to earn any income. They can claim 10 dependents. Well, you tell me how it works. You're the financial whiz. How does it work? Yeah, well, um, that's exactly what I see happen so often is they will bring all of their siblings, their parents if they can. Obviously, they have children. Whether the children are born here or not, they're still going to claim their children. But they also don't understand when you're filling in that tax form because a lot of them don't even speak fluent English when they come here. And you claim the number of dependents that you have. They think dependents means anybody that's in your house. So they're going to count their mom, their dad, their brother, their sister, their kids, their husband, whoever is there. Oh, I have 10 dependents. I got a job at a factory, and I'm going to claim everybody in my house, so I'm going to claim 10. Well, what happens? The, the more n- dependents you claim, the lower your federal income tax is when you get your paycheck. So you're going to have next to nothing coming out for federal income tax. Now, there are certain states that have a flat percentage for state income tax. Indiana, where I'm from, is one of those states. So no matter what you earn, it's going to be a flat 3.2%. But when it comes to Social Security and Medicare, those are also mandatory. You're going to have 6.2% coming out for your Social Security and one45 for Medicare, regardless of what state you're in. Mm-hmm. So you are contributing a little bit, and the employer has to match those. So there's a grand total of 15% of your check going to the federal government. That's the only money coming into the system. But it's employers paying half of that, and okay, then they are reaping the benefits of – well, me, uh, they're matching point, what's uh, coming out. Uh, yeah, okay. So, no, so in other no, words, just, now if you're – yeah, go ahead. Well, well, no, this is this is this is an interesting word game because if you're self and Pianki's done alone, I'll get to him in just a second. But if, if you're if you're self-employed, mm-hmm. you're paying fifteen percent tax, right? Self-employment tax. Uh, if you're if, if you're self-employed, you're paying that, but at the end of the year, you're paying more because when you file your return, you actually end up paying more, like thirty. 
Oh, interesting. Okay, so we have to work on that. We, we, I need you. I need you for for the tax bills. I've already got one in mind for you, but uh, we'll see about the <laughs> other one here too. So, hey, listen, you're at Action Radio. This is what we do. We write bills. Um, but it's, but I've always felt, and either I heard this or I thought of this. I'm not quite sure which because this goes back a ways. That when they say that uh, you know you pay seven and a half percent and your employer pays seven and a half percent, you are really paying fifteen percent because you're losing fifteen percent of the money that would have gone to you. So whether you say the employer mm-hmm. pays half and you pay half, the employer has so much money allocated mm-hmm. for you to be employed, right? And Correct. they will pay Correct. you, and 15% of the money that's allocated to you goes to the government for Social Security and mm-hmm. Medicare. So the employer is actually paying all of it, right. and you're paying all of it, because they're allocating so much money for, for, for you for Social Security and Medicare, and you're not getting it. <laughs> so whether you say it's 7.5 and, and the employer right. pays 7.5, that's a bunch of BS because in actual fact, uh, you're both paying 15%. Right. The employer is allocating 15% of your salary, above your salary, to pay the yeah. government, and you're losing 15% of the money that otherwise would have gone to you, right? That's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. You're absolutely so, right. I agree. <laughs> Say that again. I love hearing this. This is great. Greg, you're absolutely right. I should, I should like record that and play it before every show. Greg, you're absolutely right. You're my best friend. <laughs> you're my new best friend. Right. That's, that's um, going to be your life mantra. I, I can hear it on repeat as you're walking down the street just over and over again. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. You're absolutely yeah, so right. Next, it's going to be your new running thing. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. So my next girlfriend is not going to say, you know, Greg, you're wonderful. All that stuff. You're gonna, she's going to say, you're absolutely right. That, that's, um, that's better than yesterday. I mean, this is going to be fun. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah. here's my bill for you. So if you're interested, okay. would you consider writing a bill, going to the tax code and tell me exactly where this has to go? Because we do cite by uh, title and section and, and clause and, and subclause and things like that. Where we would put a bill that declares without exception uh, that illegal aliens cannot pay taxes. So in other words, we'd be scrubbing the ITIN number, or maybe we'll keep it and use that for asset forfeiture. That's my next question. But um, is it, where would would you be interested in doing that? Is it just and be a simple well, declaratory: illegal aliens can't pay taxes because they they have no right to be here. That's basically the thrust of the bill. I mean, as far as making that statement goes, I would absolutely be able to do that. But full disclosure: I am not a CPA, so when it comes to tax codes, no. I am not. I'm not the a lawyer. Everything up I'm to that. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. I know. I don't. I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I wrote a constitutional <laughs> amendment that uh, Congress can't borrow money. Do you think that came from a lawyer? No, because it's only like four sentences. No. <laughs> okay. No, I, I could definitely I take a, a look at that, yes. I don't want a CPA. I don't yeah. – yeah, and this, this is right. – the, the fact that you said that is fascinating because so many people say, well, don't you have a team of lawyers looking at my bills? No, Congress has a team of lawyers. I don't have mm-hmm. to have a team of lawyers. Besides, all I have to do is be That's a citizen, read the, read the law, mm-hmm. see where it's flawed, mm-hmm. and correct the language. I, I, that's a high school education. You don't have to be a genius to sure. do this. You look at our, our vaccine bill. I mean, how much, how much legal training does it take to say, uh, to change from vaccine manufacturers, you know, shall not be liable to vaccine manufacturers shall be fully liable. What's that? Three words? Nah, three words. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. easy peasy. So all we need to do is find in the tax code, does anything about illegal aliens getting benefits or, or uh, refunds <laughs> or anything like that. And basically say illegal aliens cannot, cannot pay, can neither pay, or here's your, here's your statement. Illegal aliens can neither pay nor receive benefits from taxes from the IRS or something like that. You'll figure it out. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, take a look right. at that and, and figure that Write out. That's going to be my new project. Check the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Illegal aliens can Absolutely. neither pay taxes nor receive benefits or receive yeah, are not uh, in, they are not refunds. In. What do you call it? 
uh, deduction or wh- well, whatever you call it. No, it's a credit. They're tax credits or credits. tax refunds, either or. See, I, I knew you'd know. Yeah. Let's bring in Piaggi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So welcome to the welcome Definitely to the Bond, James up. Bond, Bonnie. We haven't figured out the title yet. Report. <laughs> hey, Piaggi. Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, I got a website yes. on that. Um, good, morning. good morning. What's going on? No, yeah, the <clears throat> foreigners, I should say people who's illegal, they pay taxes. Uh, the ITN numbers now expire. They used to not expire. It depends on the middle digits, middle two digits. But uh, well, There's one particular middle digit I'd like to give to it. <laughs> But here's the question. I know some um, files have never been set foot on American soil who uh, are they are married to a U.S. citizen, and uh, they, uh, you know, they are declared on the income tax. Matter of fact, when Joe Biden was giving out those uh, those checks, they got one. And when you oh, work fourteen hundred dollars back to the country. If you're yeah. paying taxes in the country that you're in, you don't pay taxes to the U.S. Yeah, but you can't. But illegals can't pay taxes. That's a, that's my contention. Illegal aliens, because they're, they're they have no legal status, they cannot receive government benefits. Therefore, they cannot receive tax credits, nor can they pay into the system and try and buy their way into citizenship because they're illegals. They have to go and become, you know, permanent residents. Immigration status. They have no immigration status. You know, so this is why they can't be taxed. I know that sounds kind of weird. People think, well, why? They're here using services and things like that. Why can't they be taxed? No, because they can't be here. So the solution is not to tax them. The solution is to send them home. Bonnie? Well, that's why they had and where do you think that? I did numbers for people who can't, don't qualify for a Social Security number. Well, who doesn't qualify for and, a Social Security number? Who's a citizen or a permanent resident? A person Nobody. who don't qualify for a person for a, a social security number. In order to get a social security number, you got to be in the country legally. But if right. you're not in the country legally and you pay it and you're working, then they collect taxes from you with that I-10 number. Yeah, but they, but you can't be in the country working. That's what I'm saying. See, that's the problem. We're we're making allowances for people, you know, because they're here. It's like the the argument we had with Michael Volpe yesterday. Well, they're already here. We might as well educate their kids so they grow up to be productive citizens. No, you send them home. Bonnie, what were you going to say? Well, you do. I, what what I, I was going to say is when it comes. Hold on, Jackie. Go ahead, Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie. When it comes to when it comes <laughs> when it comes to the social security status, <clears throat> excuse uh-huh. me. One of the things that I know that they do is they will utilize the deceased. Social Security cards that have been en route and something not processed. So, I mean, it's a common practice amongst illegal immigrants to go buy a hundred or two hundred and fifty dollar Social Security number. And what they're doing is they're literally just abusing one that should not be in the system anymore, but is still there. And that's how they're able it's to like get a, a number on paper. Yeah, it's yes, like a dead voter. exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. It's the same principle as dead voters. Should. We have a thing uh, – I wonder if this would work. It wouldn't work on a uh, – I don't know. Let me think about this for a second. But uh, we have a provision in one of our uh, election integrity bills that all voter registrations expire at the end of the year, much like your car registration does. You know, so December 31st, midnight, all voter registrations expire, so everybody has to re-register. Obviously, if you're dead, you can't re-register, and that will clean the voting rolls and clean the, the rolls of people who have moved, have multiple registrations and things like that. So is there something we should do – I don't know, I guess for social security numbers. Should those be rechecked periodically? 
I mean, once you're dead, you're supposed to lose the number. And, and I thought of this this morning as we were talking. Should I call Social Security and see if anybody else is using my number? And do people do that? And how would I do that? There is actually a system in place. You can log in with the Social Security Administration office. You can create Ooh. a profile, and you can double-check the Social Security number of anybody that comes to you for employment, and it will show you whether or not it is validated. I've run into that with some of my clients already that the number does not match the name. And it's an instant red flag when you're hiring them saying, yeah, I'm not so sure I want to hire you. <laughs> well, at least they actually checked. I mean, how many people, how many, how many dishwashers yes. and, and gardeners and roofers and, you know, other folks are, are, you know, agricultural workers are being employed right now with part doesn't even check because they know they're illegal and they don't care. Right. Right. Well, and it, if you're hiring an independent contractor that you're going to pay cash under the table to, you're never going to be able to verify that because it's a social security number that you're putting in place. Somebody coming to you saying, hey, I'll paint your house for $200. You're never going to check. You're just going to give them the $200 cash. They're going to go on their way. It's underneath the federal limit of earning $600 in a year, which means that you don't have to give them a 1099 form and they skirt hmm. the system. So they can go from job to job to job to job to job and earn up to $599.99 anywhere they go, and they will never have to report a dime each right. time, each yeah. time. Hmm. But that still goes to say yeah, probably that's what DeSantis, can't be here. <laughs> go, that's what DeSantis has just uh, put in place, is that all employers have to do e-verification, and now you got illegals leaving uh, Florida to the point where – Construction projects have came to a halt. That's, that's what good. I texted you the other day. Yeah, that's good. Then, then we can mm-hmm. train Americans to do those jobs. And not that's only do you pay federal that... taxes, but you you pay state taxes with that I ten number. Also, that's a whole different. Uh, yeah, but uh, any, any tax and uh, but illegal aliens can't pay any tax because they can't be here. That's my point. I'm going to say that that just means that all of those people that are currently not working, that are sitting back saying, I would rather draw an unemployment check because of what COVID did to me and just, you know, mm-hmm. earn more than I was earning. It's incentive mm-hmm. to get them back up and working again. And that's Absolutely. the whole point is you get rid of, yeah, you get rid of the illegal immigrants that have been filling the position and you mm-hmm. get people back into the work field that should have been there to begin with. Mm. You mean illegal alien. There's no such thing as an illegal immigrant because immigrants are is a legal status. Correct. Sorry. Just, that's, like, that's like that's like saying President Biden. It just it just it's like uh, you know it's like it's like the it's like the f bomb. You know it just it just sits badly with me. You know because you know anyway, I have my little idiosyncrasies. But um, sorry, that's okay. No, don't worry. But you're new. You'll you get the hang of it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm teasing you mostly. I mean, I'm not serious about this stuff. But I do. Um, but uh, <laughs> but illegal. But this is but this is a way that people. This is how the left diffuses the issue. That's how they say we have to limit the Second Amendment right. to stop, you know, mass public shootings. Well, mass public shootings have nothing to do with the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is about honest, law-abiding citizens' absolute right to keep and bear arms. That's all it's about. It's not about right. using firearms. Using firearms is a whole different thing. That's right. statutory, both legal and illegal. Same thing with speech. The absolute right to free speech exactly. is absolute. But if you start talking, that's a whole different set of laws. Because once you start acting or exactly. exercising, this is completely different. So, so we mistake that too. But uh, illegal aliens can't be here. So, Pianki, what do you think of that idea of actually putting it in law that illegal aliens cannot pay taxes because they, legally they're not here? Or uh, my contention that uh, they have no status here that, uh, and, and you can't pay taxes in a place you're not allowed to be in. Pianki? Well, you can try it federally, but you're not going to do a state because each state is a different country. So, well, but they can still, they can do it on their own though. I mean, uh, Florida would be a great model for that because Florida doesn't have an income tax, but uh, for any 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 tax. 
But you may say, <laughs> you may say Florida, you know, if Florida legislature say that, yes. But then you got New Mexico, you got California. Well, I know, but we got, got that anyway. State. We'd have that for every issue. I don't mind going to the What's states. This, yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem. Going, you, we're, we're telling government that they cannot collect money from a certain class of people. But those, that class of people can't be here. So it's, it's an interesting argument. Bonnie, what do you think? It's, well, I, I mean, I agree. Hold on with the illegal voting. Bonnie, why don't you go ahead, and then I'll get to Piaki's point. A little different issue. No, I mean, I... It goes back to what you were saying earlier that, you know, I had never really considered that whole aspect of that you cannot pay taxes when you're not here. I'm, my brain is still reeling from that because it's 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 so true that you, you cannot uh-huh. because you're not allowed to be here. So uh-huh. at the same time, I know what he's saying when he talks about the whole the number and that being tracked through and like what DeSantis is doing and trying to get the state tax and all of that still in. Uh-huh. Um they're going they're going to continue to try and, and push for it does not matter. We have a bleeding heart for these people. Bring them in, allow them mm-hmm. to work and try and, and put them in the spotlight. Just what, just what they do to Biden. Like, let's just erase all of the bad things. Let's not talk about those. Let's brush those mm-hmm. under the carpet. Let's focus on the good. And that's what they're going to do with the immigrants that come in illegally. Um Anybody that's here, they're going to take a look at, well, look at the good work they're doing. And they're going to put that fear tactic out there, just like what Jackie said. Oh, no, construction sites are shutting down. Lack of employment. Oh, heaven's sakes, what are we going to do now? See, we told you we needed more illegal immigrants. Let's open up the borders. Let's make them totally free reign and get everybody in here to fill those jobs. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. We have nobody to pick in the orchards. We have nobody to take care of, you know, the, the garbage pickup and all of this. Let's, this is a good thing to bring these people in. And then all of a sudden you have millions of people crossing the border and you have mm-hmm. cities being overrun by, by half terrorists and, and gang wars coming across the border from the cartels mm-hmm. and people trying to fight for their very homes on the border and people in New York going, well, but, but we need to care. We need to care about these people. They want a better life. Meanwhile, people in Texas are going, what about mine? What about my family? I'm a citizen. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, I, I'm just responding to Marco coming here. He says, according to USA, to me, USA, citizens pay taxes in the USA, and if they don't live there, that's true. If they don't want to pay taxes, this is kind mm-hmm. of an interesting point. <clears throat> if they don't want to pay taxes, they can resign. Actually, what you do is revoke your American citizen, or, or I forgot what the term is, when you uh, abdicate your citizenship. You know, resign American nationality, and you don't have to pay U.S. taxes anymore. That's true. Yeah, people who do go, like, to Costa Rica, they uh, is it revoke your citizenship. I forgot what it's called, but anyway. They, they abolish it, and then they're not U.S. citizens. They don't, they don't have to pay taxes. They just take their money and live in Costa Rica, you know, wherever they happen to go. So yeah. that's true. But, uh, but the, 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 there's this weird thing about illegals, you know, especially when they say um, the Americans, we're, they're doing the jobs Americans won't do. Well, Americans have always done those jobs before we had illegal aliens. What, you don't think we had farmers and roofers and uh, agricultural workers exactly. and, you know, people in the food processing plants? Who do you think did those jobs beforehand? We didn't just starve. We didn't, we didn't have, right. a, have, a, right. have a working class of, of uh, you know, we didn't have actual migrants, which would be able to come and do a job and go home. So who do they think did those jobs before right. the illegal aliens? That's not considered. Oh, gee, right. the price of lettuce might go up. Okay, so the price of lettuce goes up. If it goes up and we're paying American citizens to uh, you know, earn the money that Americans need, you know, if they have a decent uh, labor union and they get a good contract, yeah, I'll pay the extra for it because they're Americans. I don't care. You know who's the biggest? This is right. kind of funny. Most people don't know this. One of the biggest advocates for getting rid of illegal aliens, and you wouldn't expect this person to do so, mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez, who headed up the uh, – 
uh, American Farm Workers Union communist. in California. No, no, he wasn't a communist. Mm-hmm. No. He, uh, no, he was, I'm he, thinking he, of this one. Yeah. Now, Cesar Chavez, you know, he's the one that uh, advocated for, for American workers to get decent conditions in, in the farmer's fields. You know, but he hated illegal aliens because mm-hmm. they were t- taking jobs away from American citizens. He was actually very pro-American, even though he was also quite liberal. You know, but all the San Franciscans think, oh, he was against the United States. He was against this. He was for illegal aliens. No, he wasn't. People don't know their history. And, and so that was the whole thing. You know, unions should be, and I guess, you know, usually are like teams are, you know, against illegal aliens because they take jobs from Americans, which means they take jobs from their members. See, illegal aliens can't join unions either, even though I'm sure they do. They can't do anything here. Right. It's really quite fascinating. Right. Okay. But the prejudice, you're absolutely right. You know, well, here's the thought, too. Do you think the government's bringing in all these people to, uh, to have more people contribute to Social Security because the system's going broke and we don't have enough Americans making enough Americans? Personally, I think that that's what they like to say for a talking point, but I don't think that's the real incentive. I still think okay. it's all about buying votes because they want to be able to have people dependent on the government, first and mm-hmm. foremost. I don't care if you're... Republican or Democrat, they are buying votes by bringing people in, but they'll push that point. Hey, our social security system is broke. We need more employees to contribute to the system to help extend mm-hmm. the number of years before we say now we really are bankrupt. Sure, it's an yeah. excuse. Yeah. So how come you never hear ads promoting uh, abortion for illegal aliens? Ooh, there's a thought. Mm. Mm. Food for thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always perfect. It's <laughs> a great reason, yeah. right? Yeah. So Americans say that we're going to have a right to abortion. Abortion's right. It's privacy right for three people. Oh, yeah, right. But uh, but the point is, you never hear that. You never hear, you know, mass programs of COVID jabs for illegal aliens. How is that? So those illegal aliens are totally separate. Yeah. So all these things that are replace Americans with, that's the Great Reset. This is where we're coming back full circle here. But the real Great Reset is that Americans get abortions, Americans get COVID jabs, Americans get fentanyl, and illegal aliens get free hotels, free education. They get your property, they get your house. And now we find out in Colony Ridge, Texas, in the county of Liberty County, which is ironic in itself, they get an entire city all for themselves at taxpayer expense. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comments? It's and sickening. take a break. That's- all yeah. I can say, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's completely sickening to me. And, and I, I have to say, I know that you're not a huge DeSantis fan, Greg, but one of the best things I thought he did was when he sent that bus full of illegals up north to Martha's Vineyard. I oh, laughed no, I'm so not, hard just to have them experience that. I don't just like DeSantis that. at all. No, I think DeSantis is doing a really good job for Florida. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I did consider him a dictator mm-hmm. when, he, when he had all those mandates early in COVID, but he had the decency to change that. But he really screwed up at first. He sure. does not understand the Constitution and constitutional rights. The only person who did is Christy Nome of South Dakota who had no mandates of mm-hmm. any kind because she understood that, uh, that rights trump uh, public health uh, policy every time. So that's the difference. My fault with DeSantis is that he was stupid enough to run for president, and I didn't think it was that dumb. Right. <laughs> you know? But uh, right. what they should have done right. is they sh- he should have sent not just 50 illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard. He should have sent 50,000 to Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you know what we used to call. I agree. You know, we call actually when they did that. Do you know what we called? Uh, you don't know actually, Pianki. Do you remember what we called Martha's Vineyard? I came up with a new name for it. Do you remember? You know, Pianchi? I don't remember. <laughs> I called it Mighty Whitey Island. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Mighty Whitey Island, so appropriate. Yeah, I was gonna. In fact, I should have made a commercial for that. And now, welcome to Mighty Whitey Island. I'll do it in a Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. welcome to Mighty Whitey Island. Yeah, well, we don't want illegals here. Yeah, we we worship the illegal. Yeah, because we're from Boston. Yeah, we live here on uh, on Martha's Vineyard. That's <laughs> Martha with an A. Okay, so Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Martha. but we don't want we don't want them brown people here. Yeah, we want to put them in a in an army camp. 
Yeah, because this is maybe Whitey Island except for Obama, because he's really white. We just know better. Yeah, even though he's Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, that's great. Don't take All a lobster right, you, roll. You want, yeah, look at lobster. Yeah, yeah pack go ahead. Cow. Uh, do you have more time, Bonnie? You want to stick around mm-hmm. for the next hour? Because I'm having fun. It's up to you. I can, I can. I should. I actually, I would love to stay, but I should probably go. My kiddos are kind of like scrambling for breakfast at this point. So. Okay. Well, in that case, let's let's get any kind of closing you want, and any, any final comments, and any contact information where your show is, and don't forget to tell your boss that uh, he'd be really, uh, it'd be really great if he could carry Action Radio on the network too. You know, just take the podcast, broadcast it right oh, away. Yeah. We'll, we'll negotiate a contract. We'll we'll figure out how to do this. But uh, yeah, How's yes. That for well, plug? I mean, I I. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Mm. No, I'm I'm at uh, wfrn.com is is where you can go online and download the app to listen. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. I am mm-hmm. still in the process of training and, until I get my feet fully under me, but I will be on my own very very soon. And mm-hmm. I have already let him know that I'm I'm on live action radio as well. So. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll make sure that's not a conflict with with uh, with your new show because if it is, I'll miss you. No. <laughs> I don't want you to go. But, no. No. Uh, nope. But not a conflict at all. The, Okay, good. And if you have restrictions about things that are going to get you in trouble there, if people are listening to you here as well, make sure I know that as well so we don't go into things that, you know, uh, that's going to cause you grief over there. However, if I call them Fern Radio, would that be a problem? WFRN, Fern Radio, all Fern all the time. We got a Fern bar here. We got Ferns there. We got uh, Fern Radio. Fern is, is funny. It actually, it's um, not an acronym, but they say it's the friends and family because it sounds like friend. WFRN sounds like friend. So it's your family-friendly no, it like Christian fern. station. It's, it's Fern Radio. <laughs> like Fern Gully Rainforest right there. Yeah, yeah you, I can like call fern. Bar, you can call Bonnie's Fern Bar. You know, that's your, that's your, that's your show title, Bonnie's Fern Bar. At WFRN, <laughs> Fern Radio, all Fern all the time. For, all Fern all the time. <laughs> well, if we're going to be a Fern station, then I'm definitely have to push the, the fact that plants even are male and female. And that they are. <laughs> plants are people, too. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Rights for plants all the way. Which means you can marry them. You can marry your cactus, but you know the first night's gonna be a little tough. <laughs> uh, you know what? If if you you it's definitely it's gonna be a prickly situation, Greg. It is. Well, I just had to make a point. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> It'll be a constant thorn in your side for sure. Oh, oh, oh! Good, good jab. <laughs> we could do this all day. <sighs> yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. Have a tequila with a big agave gross. Yeah, there we go. All right, Bonnie, this has been fun. And so we'll work on themes, names, <laughs> yes, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you in the week. And uh, yeah, well, uh, good luck with your show. When, do you know when your show starts or are you still training? I'm still training. So it'll probably be a couple more weeks before I'm on my own. Okay, tell me you've got another hour of experience on Action Radio. That should help. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will. <laughs> okay. So what, what is, what's the call sign one more time and, and the station number and website or anything like that? Let's get that on there. Uh, shameless plugs are part of the it's, show, so feel free. I love a shameless plug. Yes, it's WFRN.com. You just go there and download the app, and it's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturdays. Fern the name Radio, of the show all right Fern now all the time. At- yes. <laughs> Sorry. All Fern all the time. <laughs> if there's no Fern, you won't burn. How about that? Damn, that's good. Yeah, damn. We got your accent already. Fine. We're going to have a it's Fern Radio. Hey, welcome to it. We're having a good time today. Yeah, we're talking about Fern Radio. We got friends growing. We got friends in the bar. We got friends in the station. We got friends for soundproofing. We got friends. We're a green station. Yeah, we got friends everywhere. We got a Fern Bar. We serve pina coladas and all the great Fern drinks. Right here at WFRN right here Fern Radio. With the, with the agave cactus plant. 
Exactly. <laughs> Where the big agave grows. Do, 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 do. <sighs> We're so serious. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, and yeah. Right. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panklos Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't, which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care, and now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H-Care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Greatcare, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. 
and had the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Yeah, I'm really having fun today. <laughs> this is a good time, and I got Pianchi here still on the line joining me, so we can uh, kind of hash over some things for for the uh, uh, the rest of the show. So Pianchi's got a couple of comments. Uh, renounce your U.S. citizenship. Thank you. That was the word I was trying to think of. Uh, says if you owe taxes, you can't renounce your citizenship. He also made a comment: if your children are less than 18 years old, you can't renounce their citizenship, which is good. So you don't want parents, you know, getting rid of uh, kids' citizenship. Uh, you should never renounce your U.S. citizenship, even if you do live, you know, abroad. What, idiot? You know, what if you want to come back? You know, don't be stupid. So once you get your U.S. citizenship, you should definitely keep it. And then the last one, USC Title 26 allows illegals to pay federal taxes. The rules are set by the director. That, I guess that would be the IRS director, Pianchi. Is that what you're talking about? Let's get you back here. Yes, the IRS director. That's, those are those rules, basically laws, that you that govern you that you never vote on by agencies okay. like the IRS. Uh, EFT and so on and so on and so on. And yeah, when you work body. abroad, there's a limit amount that you can make that you don't have to pay U.S. Citizen, uh, taxes on if you're a U.S. citizen. Okay. Yeah, I'm not so much concerned with the U.S. citizens. The, you know, the government can take care of that. I'm concerned that the illegal aliens can't pay taxes. Uh, and that the whole reason they do is to buy their way in uh, to try and you know, buy, buy citizenship illegally. Well, you know, when you say what you're saying, like you say, it's erroneous because U.S. because that title allows illegals to pay federal taxes, and states usually follow the federal. Okay, so there's a, all right. So the, and you make a good point. So let's let's make a distinction between what current law says and what I believe is constitutional and the way it should be. So in other words, I I think because illegal aliens can be here and because they can't. Uh, they have no status here. They're not immigrants. You know, legally, they don't exist here. So because of that, people who don't exist, who can't, who, who can't have rights in a place that they can't be in, uh, can't be paying taxes. That doesn't, that's just logical sense. Now, the fact that the law says that they can pay taxes and receive benefits means we have to change the law. So you're right in the sense that they're doing it. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that legally, they, they should not be able to. That law is wrong. We need to change that law, and the proper thing is illegal aliens do not pay taxes because they can't. They're not here. Let's go with, what you, let's go with mm-hmm. what you just said. I know what you're talking about. The Constitution don't mention anything about the illegals paying taxes. Because no. According to the Constitution, according to the Constitution, the illegals can vote in states unless the federal say they can't. No, that's not and true. Illegals are looked at as apportionment. Remember? That's why they can be accounted toward apportionment. They can be counted toward the uh, establishment of a congressional district. So you're talking about former slaves, you know, from Reconstruction? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, we're talking about people. Okay. They people. 
You see, I disagree with now, that too. <clears throat> I mean, they're people, but you know, that's like saying, "Well, don't you believe that the, 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 these people have rights?" Says, well, not under the Constitution, they don't, because the Constitution says, "We, the people of the United States of America," and since illegal aliens are not people of the United States of America, they're people of their their country of citizenship that they are not included in the Constitution. They are not governed by our system. They are not able to, to take part in our system, and therefore they are not able to pay taxes towards supporting that system, nor to receive benefits. So I would argue the Constitution it doesn't say it explicitly, but the Constitution well, gives permission you, for things. Title, it 26, uh, right. title 26 says they can, Jerick. So you got to yeah, change. Well, well I, I got to change Title 26. Well, that's what I'm going to get Bonnie to do. She's, she's, a, she's an accounting or well, bookkeeping so let's, let me take yeah. a look at Title 26 real quick. Hang on. No, let's, let's follow this through a bit because uh, I want to make sure I do this properly, which is what I do with all my bills. All right. So and, and anybody that writes bills. So let's go, let's go Cornell, Cornell, my favorite source of information, Cornell LII, which is the Legal Information Institute, Title 26. Title 26. Yeah, uh, you have fifty Roman. You have fifty Roman statues of the United States, from one to fifty, and twenty-six is assigned to income tax. Okay, so we've got subtitle A: Income Taxes, sections one to fifteen sixty-four. Well, that should be a section. Well, let's take a look. <laughs> Normal taxes, tax on self-employment, unearned income, Medicare, withholding tax, taxes to enforce reporting on certain foreign accounts, repealed, chapter 5, chapter 6, consolidated returns. So under what sex, under what chapter are these rules that illegals pay taxes? Do you, do you know that Title part? 26, Title 26 is as large as two Bibles stacked on top of each other. So that's what I'm asking you. Do you know what chapter it's under? No, it's not. No, you would have to pry through it to find out what you're talking about. No, I'll find it. Yes, uh, yeah, but it is. You know, federal, uh, whatever that director put in place, <laughs> unless right. Congress challenge it, that's yep. what it is. That's the, that's the bad part about it. You have the heads of these uh, agencies, like IRS, or like alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, they they read the bill that was passed. Mm -hmm. Then based on their understanding of the bill is when they make rules that apply to that chapter. Mm -hmm. In this case, income tax. Now, mm -hmm. if you dispute that, you have to go to court. And that's where the court comes in and says that, well, his rule is in line with the U.S. statute, which does the Constitution gives Congress the right to put that statute in place. Mm -hmm. So that's how that stuff works. And, I, and me, myself, I'm against it. I think that any rule should be voted on by Congress. I do, too. Well, that's why that's one of those bills I want to draft, that, uh, that no regulation becomes law until duly passed by Congress. I would even go so far as to say rules should be uh, by two-thirds of the Congress, that they, should, they really require a uh, a super well, yeah, majority it should vote. be two thirds. You can yeah. make it two thirds. Make it three quarters. If the regulation is that good, then two thirds of the Congress should be for it. But I would make all bills two thirds votes. Well, Greg, you'll never I get agree. that big that's a how we get screwed. How about that? Yeah. That's yeah. that's how we get screwed. When you have these agencies, EPA, for instance, the mm -hmm. EPA, you got the state EPA, the federal EPA, 
they make these rules, and the states have to comply with it. That's the whole yeah. thing about now that you got this thing with uh, in New York, pizza makers going to have to get rid of their fire burn ovens or put some sort of cleansing system on the exhaust stacks. That's ridiculous. I saw a report on that this morning. Some some artist uh, actually took a pizza and threw it over the the gates of uh, the New York State Legislature or, or the New York City. Yeah, uh, he did. Or the, he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Was that the city? Was that City Hall or was that the? Uh, did you go to Albany, the state? That's City Hall. City Hall. That's That's city cool. Hall. Yeah, it's a great video. Guys tossing pizza over the fence. Well, he's right. Well, see, but but would you know? I mean, do they think that all of a sudden, after millions of years of, of burning wood? you know, in natural forest fires, and then man comes along and creates fire. They think that uh, somehow the universe ended, you know, just in the last few years from brick ovens, from pizzas. That's absurd. Besides, it's, it's part of, you yeah, know, I mean. How is overstepping it now? Oh, way over. Well, but they, they don't understand the carbon cycle. You need to burn carbon. You need to put carbon dioxide in the air to replace the carbon dioxide the plants take up. You know, and the ocean takes yes. up when, when, when the earth cools. This problem with ice ages, it pulls too much CO2 out of the atmosphere. Goes into the oceans. That's another story. Yeah. All right. I got a list. Hall and New York legislature. That's why the New York legislature get paid about one hundred twenty thousand a year. California is about one hundred eighteen. Whereas Tennessee is about twenty (laughs) eight. Yeah, and Texas legislature only meets once every two years. It's fascinating. All right. That's that's about how it should be done. No, I don't think I think that's too that's too little because things do change a lot faster these days. I think once a year is fine. Florida legislature meets once a year. January to March. And that's good. So they actually, they have real well, jobs the rest of the year. Every day. And I can't well, say that because I don't live in those states. But uh-huh. you know, you look at that, man, what's going on? Now you got two Congresses, basically. Mm-hmm. See, I don't mind a full-time legislature in a state as big as Florida or as big as Texas. Now, Vermont wants to do once a year legislature, it's not that big a state. I don't even think they have a million people. They probably have one member of Congress, you know, so for that state, it makes sense to meet once a year for three months. But for a state as big as Florida or Texas or any of those bigger states, you, you really need a full-time legislature because too much, too much is happening. Well, then, All right, I, then you know what you do then? You throw a burden on the local governments because they have to keep up with them so that they don't write something that, mm-hmm. that goes against the state statutes. Well, you always have to check compliance and check uh, – you know, the, the states have to check what the federal law says. Federal law has to check, you know, state stuff. Well, probably not so much because they don't care. Uh, anyway, I got a list of things I wrote before the show. And my contention mm-hmm. is that uh, my title of the show today is conservatives are weenie baby butt wipes who <laughs> won't fight back. Uh, they don't fight back. You know, they, they, they're talking about impeachment of officials when they should be talking about arresting, you know, Brandon and everybody for stealing the government. That's, that's my first point. Why aren't they doing that? Where's the, where's the House Select Committee uh, on the stolen 2020 election? Where is anything? This should be a daily talking point. This should be a daily press conference. Here's where we are on the stolen election. Here's who we're looking at. Yes, it's an ongoing investigation, but we're going to keep you updated. Where's that? That was, should have been the number one priority of this, of this Congress, of the House, who went Republican. Should be the number one pri- This is why I never wanted Kevin McDeep State. I never wanted Kevin McCarthy because I knew he wouldn't do this. It's, it's not what the Republicans are doing that's important. It's what they're not doing. What they're not doing, they're not investigating the 2020 election in a special committee, which would be the opposite of the J6 fraud Hollywood production committee that the Democrats put on. So where's the, where's the, mm-hmm. where's the, where's the inverse of that? That is the most important thing. To enforce that, that? What's that? Who's supposed to make them do that? Uh, speaker. 
speaker could call that anytime yeah. he wants. All right. So this is why so you don't want Kevin McCarthy. Who's supposed to make Kevin the speaker? Who's supposed to the speaker do it? The the members who's of the house. Who's supposed to make the speaker do it? The members of the house. It all goes back. I always use this thumb rule, Greg. It goes okay. back to the people. Right. Well, I'm I'm screaming and yelling about it. I've written Matt Gates about it. I said, how, you know, I've written my congressman, you know, and I, I said, how come we don't have a, a House committee investigating the stolen election? So I'm doing my part, but millions of other people need to do it. You know, and that's yeah, they it, should, and that's, but they yeah they don't do it. That's why I come out and I give an example with uh, <clears throat> the people that's petition signed petition for the convention of states. Not only do they uh, get involved in that, but they also are aware by a particular method of what's going on in your state house. They mm-hmm. receive reports on bills, and if they want to, they can call in and say, I support this bill, so and so and so and so. That's a mechanism that's allowed them, but that's only allowed in that particular instance. Other citizens of this, of the state don't know what the heck's going on other than election yeah. time. Yeah, that's true. Who's the head of that convention of states? It's Mark somebody. What's his name? Because he was on my show years ago. Meckler. Meckler. He's, Mark Meckler. He's there we go. I thought he was the climate guy. And they tried to Mark, defame him Mark. like they do Trump. Oh, really? Why? Mm-hmm. I had him on. You know, I, because in fact, you got organizations. You got organizations right. like uh, Common Cause. You got George Soros. You got the Teachers Union. You even got the AFL-CIO, who's against U.S. Mm-hmm. citizens being able to utilize Article Five. They don't want that. Yeah, those yeah. are deep states. Yeah, speaking of deep state, let me get to the second item on my list of things. After the first one was the House Committee on the stolen election. The second thing I put uh, for the, what the gelding should be doing is closing and defunding the D.C. political prison. They should not have a D.C. jail. Those are state residents. Those people should be in their states. They should not be in D.C. And they're not doing it. There's no campaign. There's no nothing. They should be, they, you know. they should be receiving reparations, too. Yeah, exactly. So that so that's that, that's another thing that the geldings, the 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 weenie baby butt wipes, as I call conservatives, and conservative people across the country should be advocating for that. How come they're not advocating that they close the D.C. prison? That's a horrible place. That shouldn't exist in a free country. You know, people get in these arguments and they forget to find details like what you just said. Hmm. See, I've heard people say that we're nobody say that nobody was treated like black slaves. But there's a case right there. They are being treated just as bad or worse. Those worse being held for DC for January sixth. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should analyze the condition of slaves because if you're a slave owner, as barbaric as slavery is, you know, you've got an investment in your slaves. You know, they're no good to you if they're not healthy, if they're not able to work in the fields for nothing. You know, so there's an incentive to actually take care of slaves. Does anybody look into that? Yeah, the condition well, of yeah, slaves compared did. to was, prisoners. Well, there was, there was an incentive. As a matter of fact, a slave could sue his owner in the state of Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. But huh. me, particularly, Greg, I don't like talking on the subject because I've talked it to death for so many okay. times that I just don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, I got more topics. (laughs) I got more topics for you. So the other thing, the other idea I had was every time it was the Republicans, if they had any balls at all, they would be at the board handing out cards saying, don't get comfortable. You're not staying. And and they have in Spanish and Chinese and, you know, what other languages are. But they didn't. That's my psychological operation. So the Republicans, if they were serious, they would say Trump's coming back. 
Don't get comfortable. Well, they wouldn't say Trump's coming back because the, the, the deep state wouldn't allow that. But they should, they should be handing out cards to all the illegals crossing the border. Don't get comfortable. You're not staying. Just as a psychological operation, just to throw everybody off guard. And then the, the Democrats would be forced to say, but they are staying. They are staying here. We're, these, these are permanent residents. Of course, we're going to say, no, they aren't. They're, they're just Brandon's illegals. They're not staying. And, and create a little psychological well, you know, and create doubt in their minds. That's what I'd do. Go ahead. Yeah, any organization can do that, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where's Heritage? That's a good point. Not information. Yeah, that's a good point. Where's Heritage Foundation? Where's Cato? Where's the Hoover Institute? Where are all these really rich think tanks that have you know billions of dollars that they're not contributing to us because we'd do it? Hell, I'd go to the border and hand out those cards. I don't have a budget for it. But that would be very simple to do. Just hand cards. Say, yeah, they really hey, welcome to the United States. Card, You're not they staying. Stand there with you know. signs. Right? Yeah. 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 Hold up a Don't big get comfortable. Sign. Yeah. Don't get comfortable. You're not staying. You know, when I got to California, the first thing I, uh, I, I saw were signs everywhere. You know, welcome to California. Now go home. What, what's the difference? <laughs> Those signs were everywhere. <laughs> they did. They, yeah, right right the border. Yeah. Welcome to California. Now go home. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can put that on. Put a sign next to that sign. Welcoming people to Florida. But if you're illegal, don't get comfortable. You ain't staying long. Yeah. Or, or here's the one. You know, welcome to, welcome to Florida. Um, if you're illegal, we're taking your stuff before you leave. <laughs> you know, we believe in asset forfeiture. So, yeah, leave your car. Leave your car and your bank account and your credit cards because you're not leaving with them. Wouldn't it be interesting if we had a border checkpoint for people leaving the state? And if they're illegal, so their car you'd gets have, seized? You'd have bleeding hearts that are uh, agitating against you. But wait a minute. I like this idea. Let's have a let's have a border checkpoint for people leaving. I gotta write this down. This is this is fun. So border checkpoint point for illegal alien asset forfeiture. <laughs> this is funny. Ah, the things we come up with on this show for illegal. But you know, states can do that. I know they can do that. See, they can uh, check you coming in like they were. Remember mm-hmm. when they check you for your vaccination? Status. Yeah, that's, and that's if a good you did, point. You had to pull over there. You know where else they check you like that too? They have uh, DUI checkpoints within a community. Yep. Pull over there. We got to check you out. Court. You know what they were legal. doing? Florida. I mean, excuse me. California had agricultural checkpoints at the border. You're absolutely right. You remember that one uh, scene that was went viral of the border protection on a horseback? And he was trying oh, to yeah. catch the Haitian. Mm-hmm. Well, you see what the Haitian had in his hand, didn't you? No, I didn't. He had food that he had walked across the border and bought and was trying to come back over. Mm. Two bags of food, prepared food. Well, that's illegal. Oh, listen, yeah. when I, I'll tell you, uh, my, part of my experience with customs, when I was a temporary customs inspector before they took away all my, my fun jobs, uh, people used to bring in all kinds of food. And, and there's only certain, they don't mind the processed stuff. And people bring in suitcases of food from their, their country, like the Philippines or Indonesia or places like that. And that was okay as long as it wasn't, you know, natural. But if, if there were plants or meat products that weren't cooked or, or processed, that was the problem. And we occasionally find stuff like that. And this is where it was good to have, you know, it was better at the and border when we had a separate. Yeah, but it was better fruits, at the border when yeah. we had separate agriculture departments, a separate immigration department, and a separate customs department because we all had our expertise. Now they have one inspector that tries to do everything. And they're not good at it. You can't do it. Yeah, All right, let me give an you an immigration. Yeah. But you know, that's the only, I'm not going to say it's the only, but the one that was uh, promoted as being self-sufficient. 
They didn't require oh, no taxpayer dollars to yep. run it. They yeah, collected two, on fees. There's two, there's two departments or agencies I know of that are self-supporting. Uh, one is customs because they collected the money. In fact, they used to support the whole country on, on customs duties. Uh, and the other mm-hmm. is immigration. Uh, well, actually, there's three. Immigration self-supporting because immigrants pay fees to become immigrants. That's self-supporting. And the third one is, is the patent office because you have to pay a patent application fee or a trademark application fee. So they're self-supporting too. So those three government agencies are self-supporting. It's kind of interesting. All right, let me give you another list here. So I, I also wrote down, this is before the show when I was mad. I wrote defunding any government department and agency staffed by Obama people until they can be replaced. So the House should defund the Department of Justice, uh, Department of State, uh, Department of Education, anybody that's been staffed with Obama people, uh, National Security Council, all those folks. And the House should just refuse to give them a budget. And they could do that because they control the money. So that, that's a way to fight back, well, and they're not doing it. Well, the president should be able to get rid of civil servants. Yeah, but we have to wait for Trump for that. I'm talking about before Trump gets in. Trump's got Schedule F. Don't forget he's redefining all kinds of folks that have civil service protection as regular employees that can be fired, anybody that's in a policymaking position. So that, that's more than the 4,000. Instead of the 4,000 appointees, now he's now going up to 50,000 uh, people that are in uh, positions of policymaking that would come under you know, Schedule F, which means they could be fired. So that's actually a good thing. But we can't get that until Trump because Brandon's not going to do it. But what I'm saying is no, how – in their right. favor, but see, now you just list something that's really a problematic in the United States. When you have these policy, you have these the department heads, these bureaucrats, mm-hmm. they cause a lot of problems because their rules are never checked. It just comes right out and is applied to a citizen that you got to walk on the left heel of your shoe rather than walking flat foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the regulatory, the problem is the regulatory agencies. In fact, I'm trying to get a group together at some point of uh, allegedly the smartest people in the country to find a government model that doesn't include regulatory agencies. You know, I need to move to a new model. It's one of the very few questions I don't have an answer to. So I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. But uh, we'll work on that. All right. But let's uh, but if we if the, the House were really serious about going after the deep state, they would defund agencies that are primarily staffed with Obama people or leftists. That would be a good tactic to fight back, but they don't because they're weenie baby butt wipes. Do you like that idea? I'll give you another one after that. Anything, hey, anything better than nothing. All right. Here's another one. Defund, here's an easy one. Defund the Ukraine war and the military-industrial deep state complex. Just, they've got a military authorization bill. Someone actually came up with, a Georgia congressperson, came up with a bill that says they're not going to – let me see if I can real quickly here – Oh, here we go. Uh, stop the woke and get back to war fighting. <laughs> so this is uh, Georgia Congressman um, McCormick. I don't see his first name listed here. So he says, Washington, oh, Rich McCormick, introduced an amendment to the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act, which forbids the Department of Defense from contracting or cooperating with any organization that facilitates censorship of Americans and the news sources. Why is that limited to the Pentagon? Why isn't this, you know, government-wide, you know? He says the House Armed Services Committee agreed to the amendment uh, in a session on Wednesday. This, just, this is June 21st, so this would have been last week. So they actually agreed to uh, not provide funding for like NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index. You know those, those private entities that, that rate everybody 
and unlike the FBI that was uh, cooperating with Twitter and all those other agencies. So for defense, the Pentagon can't do that. I don't know why they don't do that for all the agencies, but that would, at least he's taking a good step. It's just not big enough. Well, see, here's the thing, too. Did you know that DOD is exempt from affirmative action? Well, that's interesting. Well, actually, they have to. Well, unless they have the DEI programs and they have the, their wokeness, but they have to be exempt. Really? No. But, but, but the whole government should be exempt, though, now that I think of it, because it should be on merit. Well, it's, well, yeah, but that's besides. But the DOD is exempt from affirmative action. That makes them – they it's only a handful of companies that can go after Pentagon dollars. Oh, why is that? Because that's – now you're starting to get into some swaps then. You remember when they was okay. uh, saying the B-1 bomber, I guess, the swap wing, you had – what three companies, Boeing and oh yeah, McDonald's, B1 Bob Dornan. Yeah, you only had uh-huh. three companies that they would go to if, if that company didn't win it this time, then they would win something else the next time. Then, mm-hmm. well, that's the way it works. They the buddies, and these same well, companies, certain... if your generals retire, they come out and sit on their boards. Right, exactly. Yeah, they run the programs in the military, then they come out afterwards. Yeah, and the, here's the, well, here's here's an overall question. Um, especially, I, I was talking to some some friends recently about this. Remember when Dr. Peter Pry talked about low frequency radar? Long wave low frequency radar defeats stealth airplanes. So the Russians developed this from the British original uh, radar that they used in World War II. So they use long wave um, low frequency radar. And that's how you find stealth airplanes. So there's no such, there's no such thing really as stealth. And the Russians have mobile, mobile range, you know, aircraft finders. So the, the stealth airplanes aren't going to, there's no big deal. So the trillions spent on the, on the F-35 are wasted because low frequency radar can detect stealth airplanes. Remember when you talked about that? Yeah, they're getting ready to deploy the F-35 and retire the status of uh, what, F-16. Oh, that's stupid. That's guaranteed. Remember the F-111, the fighter that McNamara said was able to do everything? It was a swing-wing, side-by-side, supersonic fighter, bomber, attack, interceptor. It could do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, called the Aardvark. <laughs> Ended up doing low-level uh, bombing runs. It was a great airplane, but uh, very limited use. Well, same thing here. You can't make an airplane to do everything. You can't make it vertical takeoff. You can't make it a dogfighter. You can't make it you know, completely stealthy. You can't make it maneuverable. You can't do all those things. You can only do a few things. I mean, how many how many car boats are successful as cars or boats? Because you can't be a car and a boat. You know, you can be sort of. Well, I remember sort of a car and sort of a boat. What's that? I said I remember one that was a car and a boat. Yeah, the Fiat. Remember those old Fiats? I saw one driving down in Toronto when I was a kid. It had two propellers in the back, so you could actually drive it right into the water. You know, and uh, you know, pull. The... Well, I used to drive I, when I was a tour guide. I drove ducks. You, know, you remember the duck, the landing craft? Mm-hmm. We yeah. drive them straight into the water, drive them in the water, and we'd pull a handle and it would uh, uh, would engage the propeller in the back. And we drove it. We used the accelerator. We didn't use the brake, obviously, but you used the accelerator to drive the propeller. And the the, uh, the steering wheel then then worked the rudders. Of course, on land too, but in the rudders in the water. And actually, the front wheels would steer too. And the front that wheel steering was was part of the steerage. Yeah, it was hysterical. Was I drove I was a duck driver for a couple of years. But they were useless in town. <laughs> Driving them was crazy. They're better in the water, actually, uh, unless the current was too strong. All right, let me give you another one here. 
refusing to pass any bill until Brandon confesses to being an illegal White House occupant. Wouldn't that be fun? What if the yeah, said, we're not, what if the, with the GOP, if they had balls, if they weren't weenie baby butt wipes, they'd actually say, we're not passing any bills because this is an illegal administration. We're not going to give them anything. We're not going to do a thing. We're going to boycott Congress. We're going to shut it down. We're going to shut down the government until he confesses to being an occupant of the White House. That would be a brave thing to do, right? Well, it would. Not only see what you don't have done with Brandon mm-hmm. and Obama, you have tarnished the reputation of the United States. Mm-hmm. People used to look at the United States as a place where justice would be done. But uh, mm-hmm. after they've witnessed what they've witnessed, then that respect is gone. Yeah, I almost think it's worse to tolerate the government being stolen than to actually steal it. If people steal it and they're arrested for stealing it and the overwhelming right. evidence is, is out there, then they, get, then they go to jail for the rest of their life. That's where Brandon, Obama, you know, all the crew, all the FBI folks, Garland, all of them, uh, Nancy Pelosi, all those people that stole the election, knowing they stole the election, lied about it, uh, contrived the whole January 6th, you know, what I call the Capitol Hill Invitational Walk-In, the Capitol Hill Police, the mayor of D.C., Marion Bowser, all those people need to be in jail for stealing the election. You're right. You're right. But it's worse say people used to right. have respect for the United States. They would say, I'm jealous of your country because if, if our leaders who's doing what they're doing and here done in the mm-hmm. United States, they would be locked up. You know, and I tell you another country that does this is China. If a business person is uh, accused of and proved to, to be unjust in their operation, they get killed. They execute yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an article uh, that I found, uh, Mercola. Uh, it's in our vaccine group, and I think it's on my, my page, where they threw a, a scientist off the roof of the Wuhan you know, virology lab because he was developing a vaccine you know, before they even released COVID. <laughs> it goes back several months, which, which proves my, my theory that I had two years ago, that the vaccine was developed years before they, they made COVID. So the whole gain of function was to create a, a virus that matched their vaccine. The vaccine came first. They started doing that 2010, maybe 2005, you know, with, uh, with uh, Moderna, you know, hacking the software of life, as they say. So they already had a chemical formula for their vaccine. Then they created the virus around it. And they created a virus where the vaccine would destroy your immune system so they could sell more vaccine. And then they proved it when this guy, you know, gets thrown off a rooftop. Much like gay folks get thrown off rooftops in the Middle East. They did. They threw this guy off a rooftop. It's right. Look at Mercola. I can, I can pull up the uh, the thing right now. Let me see if I can find it here real quickly. In my my list of uh, of many. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, I got my newsletter. Toss from a roof. Wuhan scientist silenced. He says there may be no more hazardous occupation than science in the modern era. According to witnesses, a Wuhan Institute of Virology scientist was thrown to his death off the lab's roof just three months after he filed a patent for his vaccine. So they didn't want it out. They didn't want a patent for the vaccine before they released the virus. So they killed him. Right. This is in Mercola. This is in today, 628-2023. So if you go to, doctor, if you go to Mercola, uh, Dr. Mercola's, um, I guess, substack or his writing, he's got an article right there. So they, they toss the scientists who had a patent paper? for – what's that? You got a pencil and paper? Uh, I do. I, always, I take several pages of notes per show. Draw a circle. Draw a circle. Draw oh, you circle. know, maybe two-inch diameter or one-inch okay. diameter. Got it. Put three triangles around the circle, the point toward the 
centers are they don't go three through triangles the center. inside the circle. Three triangles inside yeah, the circle. Yeah, inside the circle. Okay. It's a triangle. It's the yeah. two angles coming up to the middle. To the mm-hmm. apex. You got it. You know what that is? No. What's that? That's the last thing the black man seen when the clan threw him in the well. Three triangles in a circle. What does it mean? You got three triangles looking in the well. That's their hoods. Oh. Oh, Why are you Australians? You really do take a long time to catch on, don't you? Isn't that just awful what I just said? It's a joke. It is. That's the last thing the black man seen when he was playing through him in the well. (laughs) Okay. All right. I I get it now. All right. Excuse me for not laughing hysterically. I put you on the spot from time to have a look. That's okay. You can do that. Hey, listen. It's a whole joke. It's like the what? It's like a Polish joke. Right. You know how many Polacks it takes to put in a light bulb? Uh, six? I don't know. How many? One to hold above. Then you have four that go to each corner of the house and spin the house around while they screw it in. All right. How, how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know. Only one. But the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, thank you. All right. Let me uh, give you a couple more of my, my fun little things here. Oh, here's another one. If, if the uh, GOP had any balls, they would defund all climate change programs. They would defund the entire Green New Deal, and they would get rid of all the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which I call uh, division, extortion, and idiocracy. <laughs> Those are my job. But anyway, yeah, they should be defunding all that stuff. Uh, now, they're starting I agree. To, because they yeah. fund other okay. things that's opposing what they funding with climate change. It don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and these are easy ones that they should be doing. And to, to a certain extent, they are, but they're not. In other words, they're talking about it, but talking about it doesn't make it happen. So Matt Gates has, has something that he put forward um, in uh, getting rid of the drag queen shows and something else. But they need to get rid of the entire DEI program for the entire government. They also need to get rid of affirmative action, as we've talked about before. I'm going to put that in there as well. And all racial classifications. Uh, firm. I'm going to write an article on this. Affirmative action. And all racial classifications. Here's another thing they should do. Uh, promote carbon dioxide as essential for life in the carbon cycle. Get rid of all the CO2 nonsense. They should, they should be advocates for carbon dioxide. So we need carbon dioxide. It's part of the carbon cycle. It's the building block of life. If we don't replace carbon by burning organic fuels, we're going to be in a tough situation. So it is fascinating that carbon at its, at its lowest point was right before the Industrial Revolution, you know, right after a little ice age. And, of course, the colder the air is, the more carbon dioxide gets absorbed by the oceans. Well, without carbon dioxide, there's no plants. Without plants, there's no people. You know, I mean, we're all in the same, we're all in the same mm-hmm. chain. So, so where's the promotion? Where's carbon dioxide is life? That would be a great program for these people to, uh, to be promoting. But they're not doing now, it. Now, on the last one, on the last one where you talk about affirmative action ain't bad. What's bad is quarters. Affirmative okay, action what's the means though? that every – affirmative action means that every player has opportunity to play, but they're not chosen because of any particular – you know, aspects of phenotypes. So quotas is so strong. Well, see, I see them as the same thing, though, because affirmative action, now, if they're just saying encouraging people to apply for jobs and removing discrimination, that's a good thing. There should be no discrimination yeah, that's, on that's the job. 
Okay, but that's yeah, affirmative action. Affirmative action is quotas. Yeah, see, I, see, yeah, I think of affirmative got, action. If you got yeah. a, if you got a, if you got a project, then mm-hmm. they use affirmative action to make sure that everyone that was listed to mm-hmm. to receive information that hey, it's a project you may want to look at. Well, mm-hmm. they make sure they got to them information about it. Okay, that there was a, an affirmative action to be inclusive, but. When you say you got to have five Chinese, you got to have six Japanese, and so on, that's wrong. Yeah, five gays, three trans, and uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But I think affirmative action, if we ever studied the law, and we should take a look at it, uh, I'll bet you most of it's regarding quotas. It's it's really not just encouraging or incentive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was misapplication of the intent. Mm Mm-hmm. What we should have is the, the Martin Luther King rule, you know, judged by the content of your character and your merit, not by the color of your skin. All right, let's get another here. So I've talked about Carmen. Uh, I had one here. How about uh, legislation? I, oh, yeah, here's one. Here's my constitutional amendment. Legislation uh, or a constitutional amendment banning Congress from borrowing money, plus our vaccine liability bill, plus our big tech bill, the three bills we talk about all the time. That would be a good thing for the Geldings to advocate. Because if they really want to solve the problem of our economics, let's just take the, the, the banning of the borrowing of money. That one single act, that deleting that one sentence for the Constitution and putting another one that says you cannot uh, borrow money nor create a central bank nor print money to cover expenses. Those three sentences would, would take care of almost all of our economic problems. And they won't do it. Except they know about time it. of war. No, no, no. You, you don't, look, if, if the Chinese are, send missiles, hypersonic missiles, they'll be here in 10 minutes. Do you really think Congress has time to go meet and borrow money? Well, yeah, but you need to prepare for that. So it may no, require then, the money then, in order to then, prepare for it. Then take it. Oh, well, that, that is very true. Now, you're absolutely right. But there are priorities. Now, the, the, the biggest priority of the federal government is to defend our nation from foreign invasion. And the way that they do that is they budget accordingly. Stop spending money on the stupid places. But see, if they, don't, if they can't borrow money, right, because that, that never results in anything good, it just creates inflation down the road. It's, it's, a, it's a trap, just like people that exceed their credit cards. But if, if you stop them from borrowing money, they'll have to plan. They'll have to say, okay, if you, want, if you want to defend the country, which they should do and they have to do, then you have to take a bunch of other stuff away. And it might involve privatizing Social Security after a certain or below well, a certain age. Yeah, what? that would be in budgeting rather than borrowing. That's budgeting. You need to, yeah. You need to budget. And see, if you, before you can bring on a new program, you might have to get rid of some because apparently they're not working the reason why right. you want to bring on something. Uh-huh. Well, there's one congressional person that found several billion dollars of duplication waste and things like that, and they weren't even trying. That's, they're just getting started. So the biggest um, – resource of, of, of the budget is the wasted money. There's so much wasted money that they could take that and put that. You know, the defense budget is actually fairly small. It's what, $800 billion a year? You know, our national debt interest is going to be more than that if it isn't already. You know, so we're, we're, the defense budget's not a big deal compared to some of the other things. So they reform Social Security, fix Medicare, and, uh, and, and take money from other places that it's not supposed to go. Go back to Article 1, Section 8, get rid of EPA, energy, education, um, Department of Justice, except for maybe a few things that might be constitutional. You know, anyway, but if they get rid of most of the unconstitutional stuff, a little plenty of money. We figured out a constitutional budget, and this is when I had Dr. Walter Williams on. We talked about this. $1.5 trillion. 
is all the federal government needs to spend. Most of that's defense, roads, and a few necessary offices. That's it. You know, the reason we, we borrow money is to fund the military-industrial complex, not to keep us free. Mm-hmm. And the reason, we had to borrow, the reason we borrow money in World War II is because we didn't have a military at that point. Military had been so um, reduced, so almost eliminated after World War I, that the reason they had to borrow money because we had no military. Now, we do have a military, so you don't have to borrow money. Just make sure that you maintain a military with available funds. And that's not that hard to do. We spend more money on defense than anybody. You just have to stop well, giving it to, yeah, to Ukraine. Yeah. So let me do a couple more here. Um, stop, here's another one I wrote down. Stop the forced conversion to electricity and mandate energy source freedom where people choose their own energy source. That's actually in our Australian Bill of Rights. It's one of the, the rights that, we, uh, that uh, Jen Clark and I came up with is, uh, is energy freedom. You have the right to choose whatever energy source you want. Gas, propane, gasoline, diesel, nuclear. Coal, oil, wood burning. And you might have regulations on use and, and, and uh, pollution and things like that, but that's different than, than banning it. They're, they're outright banning. But I believe that energy freedom, freedom of your energy source, is pretty fundamental. Now, I wouldn't put it in the Constitution, but we should be able to defund and get, until we can get rid of all those programs, you know, bringing us to mono energy, bringing us to government-controlled electricity for the purpose of regulating everybody's life. Because electricity comes from government sources. It's government energy. I don't want government energy. So that's one of the things they could be doing, too. Well, the federal government shouldn't be subsidizing any particular industry that's going to put another industry out of business. Oh, that's in, that's in here, too. Electric cars. So I put here, stop subsidizing ethanol, stop subsidizing farms, get rid of all farm subsidies, and electric cars. Tax electric cars as reparations against gas cars the same amount uh, as they had for uh, subsidies. So you start tax, you put a tax on future purchase of electric cars equals to the subsidies until the subsidies are paid for. And then what you do is you put you a twenty thousand dollars. What's that? Did you know Rambler? the Rambler automobile? You uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, you know. No, I actually own one. You know I own why one it's not around anymore, don't you? Why? Yeah, you know no, why it's not around? Because it can't compete. It couldn't compete with the other big three. Yeah, that's true. Same thing with the. Uh, remember the Tucker? Remember the DeLorean? Same problem. The big companies put them out of business. Yeah, we'll talk about, that's another thing to talk about is, is uh, barriers to entry and, and, and restraint by corporations of other corporations. Well, but, yeah, but suppose federal government can, had a came to DeLorean and say, well, we'll give you $500 million for production. Well, you're producing something that somebody don't want. And it should be based on mm-hmm. the consumer. If the consumer wants it, then they abide, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So to promote yeah. one industry over another, especially a well-established industry that mm-hmm. many people are invested in, either in jobs or they are in future uh, pension revenue or pensioners, so they, that's totally ignorant. It's, it's dumb to do that. I'm not sure quite what you're saying. Uh, so you, so what do you want to do for the? Let's just talk cars for a couple well, minutes. I got a few more of these be, I want to read. Like, for instance, uh-huh. like you want to put these curtails on the production of, of oil. Okay. I don't. Yeah, but the federal government do. Right. And we see that legislation, and you see those actions. That's ridiculous because you got so many people either upstream or downstream that depends on that presently, in the future, with mm-hmm. the engineers and so forth, and also those who are retired. And, you know, another thing, 
If you don't release that pressure, it's going to release on its own in the form of what? Volcanoes. Yeah, it's going to spew. And oil bubbles up from the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Oil bubbles up all the time. The atmosphere that may just block out the sun, right? It has before. Last time, what, 18? Krakatoa? Yeah, Krakatoa is what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. See, now, let me get back to electric cars. So if we get rid of the subsidies on electric cars and actually have a tax equivalent to the subsidy until the subsidies are paid for, right? Of course, people won't buy electric cars, that, and that's okay, too. But you also want to put a $20,000 hazmat disposal fee on the battery. So you do that. Make them reflective of the market. Get rid of all the subsidies for electric cars, ethanol, farm subsidies. Get rid of all subsidies. Government should be out of the business of subsidizing business. That's the first thing. And as far as car companies go, what you want to do with them is not have bailouts like Chrysler. Remember when Chrysler got bailed out? See, the, see the big companies. Not only can they block smaller comp- Hold on. Not only can they block smaller companies like DeLorean and Tucker and uh, and Rambler from from competing. They also get bailed out when they totally screw up. So you got to take away their bailouts. Nobody's too big to fail. That'd be another good thing too. Have, you know, nobody. I'm going to put another clause in here. Nobody is too big to fail, whether it's banks or anything else. So none of these bailouts should be happening. Well, I'm partial on farm subsidies because as farmers, it's just like any other business, if you have three bad years in a row, you're going to get rid of those start uh, making cars, jump, uh, getting on the assembly line. Well, no, farmers should be able to farmers should be able to declare their losses. I don't have a problem with that. But what about the big agribusiness? Well, yeah, what, about, losses, what about that is when you declare your losses, then that is you, you're asking for relief on your taxes. Yeah. What if we just stop taxing farmers? I tell you what, they should stop. They should stop taxing inheritance. Yeah, well, I agree with that too. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to talk about. Um, but as far as subsidies go, now the, you know when I think uh, I'd like to find a way that we can have incentives for family farms to to continue and make it profitable for them. But the big companies like Archer Daniels Midland that gets an ethanol subsidy, there's no reason for that. There's no reason to protect a huge agribusiness, and especially not to have Chinese, you know, buying farmland. So that's another thing we need to correct. Um, oh, here we go. Here's, here's one of the more interesting ones. Reverse all the legal Supreme Court opinions with legislation, declare the same power the court has claimed, and impeach and remove seven of nine uh, judges for bad behavior. So Congress needs to claim the power to do the same thing that the, the Supreme Court did to be able to overrule Supreme Court opinions with a vote of Congress. That would be a ballsy thing. Well, to do. the Supreme Court opinion shouldn't be law anyway. Well, they're not. It's just an but opinion. Considered law, right? Is it like when you? How many opinions you get before you had your surgery? Five. Okay then. So the the number two overrule one and number three overrule two and one. No, they all agreed actually. That's why I did it, and I think they were right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but in other words, the, the Supreme Court is no more powerful. Actually, they're supposed to be less powerful. It's supposed to be the least powerful branch of government because they issue opinions. They don't make legislation, and they don't execute the laws. All they do is issue an opinion. So yes, the Supreme the Court, Court over the lesser courts, we agree with that, but they all uh, absolutely. along the way oh, yeah. are opinions. Yeah. Yeah, but the only thing the Supreme Court is supreme over is the inferior courts. That's it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Here's another one here. Um, stop sending letters um, to these illegal government agencies, you know, expecting an action. You know, when, when Congress, when the Republicans get really mad, they send a letter. Oh, I sent a letter to uh, FBI Director Chris Ray, and he hasn't responded to us. Therefore, what can I do? 
Well, you can do what we have. We have a bill that says electronic, uh, electronic storage and retrieval bill, so which says that any document created within a regulatory agency gets duplicated and stored in a, in a vault in Congress. Now, they can't just go searching. Oh, there's my 90-second warning. They can't go searching, you know, anytime they want. And, you know, they would go through the normal oversight and uh, subpoena procedure. But if they subpoena a document, they'd already have it in the electronic storage vault. So there'd be no reason to wait. You don't have to wait for the FBI for five years. You've already got the document. That would go a long way to, to having the Congress be able to do the oversight procedures they're supposed to do. in the uh, chat room. Huh? Uh, one What's person that? talking about doing, doing away with bases overseas. You know, bases overseas are paid for in part by the country that allow them to be there. That way they don't have to pay for a military themselves. Who's paying for the bases again? I got I got another announcement in my head here. When you're in another, when the U.S. is another country, that country is paying toward that operation. Yeah. Yeah, but see, the, but the idea of, of like economic justification. See, I want the, the, but we still have to pay our military to be there. We still have to pay for the airplanes and the and the ships and the, all the other things in these foreign bases. I'm not a big fan of foreign bases. I'm really not. You know, and see, our this, military. Our military buzz is a combination of everything, but yeah. if you just break it down per base and the number of soldiers that's there and so mm-hmm. on and so on, then the country could pay for it, but the country can't manufacture just, they can't maintain, they can't produce parts. Mm-hmm. See, that's what made the United States so well, so good, because countries need things that they could not produce. It's still that way today in many countries, but the United mm-hmm. yeah. States produced all these things. That's why come that currency was number one. If you wanted to buy it, you got to buy it with U.S. currency. You can't buy it with no Nigerian naira. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, uh, they've got to, a bunch of folks are, are saying stuff on live chat. So a lot of times I sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. If I'm engaged in a discussion, live chat kind of carries on its own life, and that's fine too. Uh, those folks are always welcome to call the show. All right, so I got a couple more here. Let me see what else did I have. Oh, this is what I think is this is one of my Facebook ones. I, I wrote, according to the GOP, stealing elections is a viable and legal strategy. That's what we were talking about earlier. So why don't they do it? If it's illegal, why don't they prosecute it? So they can't have it both ways. They say it's illegal, but they don't prosecute it. Well, if they think it's legal, if they're tolerating a stolen election, then why don't they just steal the next one? That would be a ballsy thing to do. Well, if they, that's what they're going to do. If they get away with it the first time, <clears throat> then they make adjustments to what didn't go entirely right the, for, the, for the first time. They'll do it the second time better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my contention. So the Republicans have a choice. They can either be they can either steal the election better than the Democrats and impose power if they believe that a stolen election is okay, or they can prosecute those that stole the election. But they can't they can't do nothing. They can't say that it's it's bad to steal the election and then let it happen. That's the wimpy position. That's the uh, that's the the weenie baby butt wipes position. That's not the, that's not the position of of courage. So that's that's my last last comment on that. Make sense? You either got to prosecute or steal it yourself. <laughs> and I'm I'm in favor of prosecution. Yeah. By the way, I'm not in favor of stealing the elections. Let me make that clear in case there's any confusion out there. That my position is that all those who stole the 2020 election, and we've got overwhelming evidence, even though the left refuses to look at it, which is how they say it's not there. But uh, the overwhelming evidence needs to be brought out in a uh, congressional select committee, much like the Watergate hearings, much like the church hearings on the CIA. We need that kind of caliber of proper investigative 
oversight hearing to bring out the people that stole the election, including Republicans. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of them, uh, whoever the deep state members are, and they need to go to jail for a long time so that nobody tries to steal the election again. See, by, by tolerating this, they're going to get more of it. That's the problem. But if they're not going to well, prosecute you're violating, it, you're violating yeah. the faith of the American citizen. But, you know, yeah. that's something that's been going on for a long time, like uh, in the document, uh, Athens, Tennessee, 1946. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Americans have lost their courage, you know, and it goes, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that the men of this country aren't men anymore. They're a bunch of weenie babies. That's why I call them weenie baby butt wipes. You're all a bunch of weenie baby butt wipes, you conservatives that aren't acting. They're sitting back, you know, making writing letters, you know, complaining writing amendments to bills that don't make sense, that only take care of a tiny little portion of the problem, and then not following through with the whole Congress. Yeah, it's disgusting. On that note, I'm disgusted, but I've had enough for one day. This has been fun. I think we've had a good day here. Okay, well, I guess we'll see you the next time. Yeah, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, same time. Same time, same bad channel. Action Radio starts again tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. Thank you, Bianchi. Really appreciate you being here for this discussion. This was, this was uh, excellent. All right, so... That's it for today. So our website, again, the one you're listening to, blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. I want to thank all our folks for participating on live chat. We have uh, three of you out there, which is great. Uh, so live chat's always open. Get a free account. You can say uh, pretty much what you want. But if you get too insulting or disgusting, I'll just, you know, get rid of your uh, comment. But for the most part, I let them go because people have a right to be uh, controversial. All right. The other thing, uh, our site for legislation, right yourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. My Substack. GregPenglis.substack.com, and I am looking for uh, for paid subscribers, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, whatever works best for you. Um, that's a good thing. And then um, we have our, our Substack. Oh, you know, I already said that one. Uh, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read the comments at the same time. There's a lot of stuff going on in live chat right now. It's kind of exciting. Um, our contribution site, and I do take contributions. GiveSendGo.com/actionradio, and my public email is Greg at WriteYourLaws.com. So I'm going to take a look at live chat. Uh, for the next little bit while I play you a few announcements and uh, talk to you all tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. And again, I, today was outrageous, so I have no idea. It would be hard to stop today's show because we had so much fun. But i uh, play you a couple things and be back again um, tomorrow. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, WYL, to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engine. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend, Jason Myers, and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand Your Ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. 
Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. So one of the comments uh, still on live chat here was about abolishing uh, the, uh, the Fed and the IRS. So if you want to find out our bill um, that uh, bans Congress from borrowing money uh, any further, uh, you go to writeyourlaws.com. Uh, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com, click on legislation, click on all proposed laws, and then you will find um, about three or four in our constitutional amendment uh, to ban Congress from borrowing money. And that also includes uh, a provision that gets rid of all central banks. That would be the Fed. Also a provision that says that Congress cannot you know, print money to cover expenses, uh, and that gets rid of inflation. And there's a couple, I think there might be one or two other things in there, but that's basically it. Anyway, uh, as far as getting rid of the IRS, the way that you do that is you go to a national sales tax, but first you have to abolish the income tax. So there's two amendments that are required to do that, both of which I support. One, you get rid of the 16th Amendment, which created the income tax. And the second thing you do is you put a national sales tax at a very low level, 5%, something like that. Um, because, you, you know, and that would be the only way to fund the government, but you don't want them constantly increasing it. And you certainly don't want it to be revenue neutral. And that idea of revenue neutral was you take in the same amount of money with a national sales tax that you take in with an income tax. Well, why would you give government the same amount of money? That's just stupid. So you don't. So in other words, you set a very low level, maybe 5%, uh, would require a constitutional amendment to change that. But uh, yeah, national sales tax at a low level. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be the way to handle that. I've completely lost my place with my commercial, so let me uh, start one here. Oh, this is the one with a little delay. So I'll play this for you, a couple more things, and then I'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60-second spots available for your announcements, and we have three-minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed.